Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. Transmit live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. Experience. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico. Simon, come on, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. What's going on? What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. We're then going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Uh, but first, I believe we have some new Patreons that Kamar's going to go over. Ons? I believe there's two, yeah. Oops. Uh, welcome back, old listeners, new listeners alike. It's my favorite time of the show where we honor the new Patreons. And this week is no different. Uh, first off, I want to give a big shout-out to Arnie. Arnie, what's up, man? Shout-outs to Arnie. Or, I assume. It was a yeah. sizable donation as well. I think it might be uh, Schwarzenegger. I mean, I don't want to out a donator. Like Arnie. And Jason Schofield, he was last week. You sure? Positive. But he gets another shout-out from across the pond. Nothing wrong with two shout And Arnie Schwarzenegger listens to the show, boys. What do you think about that? I'm excited about it. Kamar, how was your week? Uh, pretty slow. Finished another uh, million-dollar house, which is always satisfying. And then on uh, Friday, I got my second shot. And um, I had to go all the way out to uh, Meadowlands. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I had to, like, you know, it's it's the closest part of Ottawa that's like America. Meadowlands? That whole strip there. It's all just stores and restaurants. You know what I mean? Between uh, Baseline and... It's actually 10th Line Road, I think you would find. That's the most like uh, the U.S. But you know, just that Florida feel. I, I, I kind of like it. Strip mall Florida feel. Oh, it's all, it's all just one big strip. Anyways, I went out and got my hair cut and then... Uh, Ordered a Lyft. I don't... Do you ever use Lyft? I mean, I've used Uber. I've never used Lyft. But Lyft sometimes is atrocious, and that'll tell you that the guy's like four minutes away. I'm going to be getting ready, and then it'll just change and say 19 minutes away. And I don't know if someone bails on it or whatever. I ended up sitting for an hour waiting for a Lyft that was supposed to be 15 minutes. Do you not have Uber? I do not. I use Lyft. But while I was waiting... This guy walks out of the... Uh, I just figured with an hour to wait, you might maybe download Uber. Give it a, a shot. A guy walks out of the quickie and is like, hey, man, do you want this pack of smokes? Maybe I looked forlorn. I don't know. And he goes, I, wa- I just needed one. I don't want the pack. You bumped into Norm MacDonald. <laughs> and he just gave it right to me. And I was like, well, Sweet, things okay. are looking up for the K-Dog. You know what I mean? What situation would you find yourself in where you need one cigarette out of the pack? Rolling? I wanted to know. No, he's, he lit it up right away. It was some sort of stressful thing. He'd quit. He just... If you're that kind of person where you're like, I mean, that guy's buying another pack. You're smoking. You just wasted 24 cigarettes. Yeah. He's just doing it in his head to be like, well, I wasted the 24 as a punishment for oh, having the I one. I get it. Yeah. I think I did that like once or twice. Six days ago. <laughs> to and someone then bought else? another pack? No. Yeah. Like I, well, you know, I didn't actually throw them away, but in my head I was like, I'm only smoking. <laughs> okay. But this guy actually did it. And uh, so I was a beneficiary of a free pack. Uh, Darts, there you go. bud. What brand? 
the, the brand I smoke, Paul Mall Smooth. <laughs> oh, okay. So not even real smoke. <laughs> then an hour after that, my uh, stepfather calls you up, but it's harvest time. And apparently he's got like pounds. And so he's going to dump a couple ounces on me. Sweet. Which once in a day would be. Uh, I don't think he has that much. But anyways. Amazing. On. Amazing. You know what I mean? If this is in high school. You can flip it like it's it's harvest time. You know what I mean? The best time of the year. Yeah, legally, people are only allowed to grow four plants, so your harvest time can only be so spectacular. This is one. I'll show you a picture after. It's actually weird. He got it off some demented scientist or something. It's a really crazy plant. But anyways, the so problem with uh, plants that I've I mean, listen, I, I have known nothing about your stepdad. I know not one thing other than he's missing a pinky. No. This one. Sorry, okay. I know the particular finger is doesn't important. matter. It doesn't matter which finger he's missing. The point is that's all I know about him. What I do know about growing weed though is everyone looks at it on the plant and is like, I've done amazing work here. It's the part after that that's the hardest. The, the, the curing the, of the, it. The uh, trimming and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll see. That being said, it's free weed. He There was a caveat for the free weed though. He needed my fan. To dry it. To dry it. You remember that fan I bought? Yeah, the oversized one. Oh. I bought the giant fan for like video shoots to get the hair flowing. You'd use it in White Snake. Okay. And everyone laughed at me. And that fan has paid for itself. It's made, people <laughs> treated me like Jack with the, and, and the beans when I walked into the house with that thing. What do you need that for? Now we know. That was my week. Simon, how was your week? What's grinding your gears, pal? Uh, no, whatever. Uh, not, nothing particular. It was a shitty week. Um, some guy came into the store. First of all, he told me that he knew somebody I knew. So right away, I was like, you know. Fuck this guy. No, not fuck this guy. Whatever. And then we were talking about something. Mark, can you shut the door? Yes. We were talking about something, and he said, um, well, yeah, I mean, the Jews will probably ruin... This, like they ruined everything else. Wow, what a bold fucking... What a bold play. One of, one of the people I was working with after, he was like, that was so weird because, it, I mean, it's just so passe. You know what I mean? Like, think it for sure, <laughs> but don't say it. It's just very brazen to be like out in public. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I thought so. As I, I said again, fuck I this guy. Kept I didn't my, even know the details. Kept my mouth shut and went about my business. Well, you wanted his business. <laughs> I did the most Jewy thing possible, <laughs> which was to keep my mouth shut and take his money. Shalom. And then the other thing, and this doesn't really make grind my gears, but this has gotten really weird, is so with this whole mask thing, yeah. I've become just, it's normal now to like imagine the bottom part of people's faces. And I don't know if you notice, but you imagine, or I imagine anyways, I give people like way too much benefit of the doubt. And I never realized, like I always thought it was like the eyes that made the face. And most eyes, most people's eyes, like unless they're like too close together or too far apart. They all look or, the same. Everybody's eyes, I mean like, listen, I have nice eyes, but not that much nicer than yours. You know what I mean? That it would make the difference. It's really the rest of your face that is contributing to... What, whole package, what yeah. you look like. I have nice eyes too. And we're, and we're, yeah, I was just, I was putting us like here and here. Yeah, I got you. Yours and are nicer. Everybody yeah. else down okay. there. Um, yeah, it's just, it's you really. Think eyes and nose are more than 50% of the face? Or is that. 50? I think it, from your like forehead or your 
eyebrows to your nose or to like the top of your lip is half and so then everything it. else is the other half. What fucks me up about masks is I, I don't think I listen to anyone. I think I like lip read while using the audio as like a backup. Because when people talk with a mask on, it has nothing to do with not hearing them. Although my hearing isn't great. I just can't, like, I'm like, it's weird. We've been like I'm, trained. I feel to like I'm deaf Peter where I'm just constantly, yeah. As well as the eyes and the face and nose. And then I also wonder, I'm like, am I never making eye contact with people? Like, am I always just looking at their mouth? Like right there, I, had, I looked right at your mouth. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, so how was your week, Simon? Well, I think if you're looking at their mouth, they would never know you're not looking at their eyes. You know I guess, I mean? yeah. So when you're staring at their tits or something. Mm-hmm. Problem. Probably, or, probably do or, that a lot. Or too. in Kamar's case, they're junk. So how was your week? Uh, uh, yeah, it's shitty. I, I said. <laughs> What'd you watch? Uh, what did I watch? Jesus. Oh, I just that usually comes yeah, up in your yeah, week, and then you I didn't mention anything I you watched. I don't even so. remember. We know you didn't watch Squid Game. You there, did not watch. Oh, Squid I watched. Gwen, I watched billions. I watched two episodes of Squid Game. Oh, that's, that's subtitle enough. or that's dub. Uh, both. That didn't help. I watch everything with subtitles on. Oh, weird. Okay. Just like, you know how you said lip read? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I depend on, like, I also think my hearing is going, I depend on, like, you know, reading some of the subtitles. Sometimes I don't, but. But there was no dub. Yeah, there was dub. So I was getting the dub. That's a tough one. What do you mean? That's the best of both worlds. Uh, It just, what I found is it just made the acting too, too over the top Mm. with the voice because. They stretch out, like the they dialogue. try to. They try to fill what they say in English to what the mouth moves, and not necessarily a direct translation. So it just seems a little. You could take it a little more serious without the dub. Fair enough. That's all. But it didn't intrigue you enough to continue. Obviously, the I second mean, episode where they all get to the van. Maybe I'll go back and watch it again. But yeah, I would did you watch the guilty? What was that? That new Antoine Fuqua. Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Yes, I. Oh, that's the one where he's on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not care. For could that. not make terrible it through that. movie. Yeah, yeah thank you. That. Terrible, terrible fucking terrible movie. movie. I hate it when you're like, oh, we're just gonna be here this whole time. It, it, Can it, I also say something? Hollywood has a fucking issue. You you know Ethan Hawke's in that movie, right? No, I did not know that. Exactly. Why cast Ethan Hawke as the guy on the phone? Do you just not care? You just want to piss away all the money? Like Bill Burr was a caller, and that was interesting because. He's there for two seconds, and as a as a viewer, you're like, "Oh, cool, Bill Burr, I guess." But like, why have Ethan Hawke as the yeah, fucking guy on the phone? Uh, it's a um, it's a waste of money. A Groot play. It was just it a call-in radio play. show, huh? It was just a call-in radio show. Yeah, it was stupid. If you're gonna have a movie that only has one scene, one location, you gotta have some like fucking strong ass dialogue. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like they tried to make phone booth. But terrible. That'd be interesting. Well, phone booth wasn't good either. Wasn't great. None of them were good. What's the one where Ryan Reynolds is in the box? Oh fuck, that's terrible. Yeah, it's always terrible because you're like, when you realize 15 minutes in the movie, I've yeah, got to sit here for it? 45 yeah. minutes, and these, this is what I'm going to see. Fuck me. Yeah, no, that movie was really. Don't watch the guilty, folks. You're not missing. It'd be interesting to do the movie game with that. I also got to say this. I watched the thing with Rob Lowe on Netflix, the movie cliche thing. Oh yeah, sort of all right. It was okay. I mean, very woke. But that that was the interesting thing is I watched that first, and they talk about how they're like Hollywood's really trying to make a shift with the cops being always the good guy no matter what thing. And then I watched The Guilty, and it's like 
yeah, at the end he's like, I'm guilty of killing the guy, but he still does it under like the guise of like, I'm a good guy and I'm trying to like, I just thought that was ironic. So did you didn't like the Rob Lowe thing? I liked that. I was like, oh shit. Oh sh-. Like cliches in movies are so literal. Oh yeah. Like just, you don't, you, you when you see it, you're like Pavlov's dog. Like, oh, okay, this part of the movie, you don't go, oh my God, they're doing that again. It's, it's I, I thought, that was interesting in that aspect. I mean, some of the woke shit I thought, like when they were talking about the black savior, I was like, white characters like that exist throughout history too. It's not it's not just a black thing. It just was sort of like showing how the sausage was made. Yeah, I guess. Sure. I forgot to say happy Thanksgiving uh, belated to all our uh, Canadian listeners. He ju- He's really jumping around, Rob Lowe, eh? He's gone from hunting Bigfoot with his sons doing to... Doing it all. He'll do anything. Apparently. He'll do anything. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> he's the guy he was in... Uh, Wayne's and Rec. Oh. In Wayne's World, yeah. He is, Rob Lowe is who we thought he was. <laughs> How was your week, Matt? Uh, whatever. I don't think there's anything to report. Um, if you're listening to this on Monday or Tuesday, I've pulled off a miracle because I doubt you're going to get this this week. That's just, a, <laughs> that's just a heads up. That being said. Speaking to you from the past. Yes, we're speaking to you from the past. Uh, do you want to go over the list of Joe's back at it. Uh, this week, no different. I uh, start off with, um, well, we knew this was coming. We just didn't know when it was going to come. 1714, Josh Dubin and Robert Jones from the Innocence Project. Uh, then we had 1715, uh, Jewish lesbian Jessica Kirsten. Finished up with, uh, I wish I never had to read this name again, 716, Stephen Rinella. Which I thought we said we, we would never do this again. So the mean, Mike Baker it, it was the best of the bunch. It was the best of the three or the best of the Rinellas? No, the best of the three. Hmm. Well, there you go. R- yeah. Rate it. Well, well, guys, we'll start with you then. Simon, you want to rate the week? Yeah, I give it a... I mean, okay. The, the first one... I, I just found it boring. Like, I, I appreciate his story. I would watch a documentary about it, but I just found the episode... Dull. Fair enough. Dull. I found that the one guy kept cutting the other guy off, thinking that he wasn't getting his point across enough, which may have been the case, but it felt like a Corbell type thing. Have you even started to review it, by the way? Oh, whatever. Can you give us your rating for the week? Well, just because I'm... You want to tilt that mic for me too, Yeah, sorry. I'm preempting all of that stuff because I'm not going to give it a good thing, but I think it's important. You can do that that after you (laughs) fucking shit on it. We're going to get there, yeah. (laughs) I give the week a uh, two. Wow, okay. Kamar? Yeah, I give it it a three. I'm generous. I'll give it a three and a half. All right, well, let's start it up. Not in agreement. 1714, Josh Dubin and Robert Jones. Now, we already know what Simon thinks. Yeah, you're done for this episode. <laughs> you can okay. say that. I don't want to say anymore. Anyway. But in the vein of someone said, we don't always explain who the guest is. Josh Dubin is a lawyer. Also, um, is he a fight promoter or fight manager? He used to be a boxing manager which is slash promoter, I guess. I don't think you can do one without on, the other. Uh, talking about fights, which did not happen this week. Uh, but the Dark Horse was, um, uh, that's a bad choice of words. The other guest was a man, Robert Jones, who was wrongly imprisoned for 27 years uh, in Angola prison, which is in New Orleans, which is like a crazy outdoor farm prison. The oldest one in uh, the country, 
built on the grounds of a plantation, which was mainly supplied by Angolese slaves. Well, you sure did your research on well, this. Well, that, that's all there is about this episode. Mm. But, but, but you, do you know what I mean? Like, it's his, it's his story to tell, right? It's also the largest maximum security prison. That's what I know. Um, well, I was going to say this. I, I, I'm with Simon in that, like, listen, Josh Dubin should be on more than Mike Baker. Agreed. So I'll say that. Um, I don't think he needs to be on with these people, though. And I just. is what I wanted to know. I just think that, like, it, it becomes like a Corbell thing, like Simon was saying, where we don't need you. Like, this guy got himself out of prison. He's he's clearly capable of of having a conversation with Joe where he can get across his feelings, how it all happened. Like, we don't need the... So you think it'd be better if it was one-on-one? I do, yes. I think Again, so and I, I think so. Too. I think Josh Dubin should be on monthly. I have no problem with that. Him saying, Joe, this is the work we're doing. These are the people we're trying, you know, get the, get the word out there, whatever. I just... If Joe wants to have these guys on, I think it should just be a one-on-one. That's, but that's my opinion. I, th- you know, because for me, Josh was running a whole nother case the whole time. Well, he's yeah, running Roberto. 50. No, no, but literally, yeah, yeah, pleading this other guy's case. I but think still, Joe should just have the people on. I don't think he needs. This Josh should have been a one-on-one. Dubin, period. Well, I have no problem with Dubin coming on because, again, how is Joe going to know about the newest? Because he can't interview people that are still in jail. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not, him and Josh Dubin are friends, and I assume that Joe is, like, giving, you know, help to their foundation. I just, this guy's at, providing at this ins- point, like, Josh Dubin, at this point, yeah, his role should be to connect Joe with the people. Yeah, yeah, but what and I'm unless, saying is... like, he has a new book coming out or something. All I'm saying, though, is that if he's on, let's say, quarterly, not monthly, when I say that, I'm being ridiculous, but if he's on quarterly, he can tell us the people... Or the American people, Shine hey, light on cases that are these on, are the people that you need to be writing. You know what I, I mean? Because like, like I said, he can't interview those people because they're in jail. And the ones that have already gotten out, the job, I'm not saying the job is done. I'm not trying to be crass. There's obviously, but I mean, they're out of jail. So yes, I completely agree that the, this was great for uh, him to tell a story, but he doesn't need help as much as anyone who's still behind bars or and, and not, their case isn't even halfway to where his is i mean keep in mind this guy was good because it shines light on the fact that like yeah he got out and that seems like it doesn't seem like justice served but he's out but shining light on the fact that like some people get like what was it 20 grand a year for every year they're locked up or that's crazy eh? where the government caps it at you can't get more than that so even well, if they raise it to 40 won, whatever even if a, it, sorry go ahead if i was 18 and you told me Go to prison for one year and you come up with 40 grand cash. I would do that. Then but it's not like that. It's like, no, if no, you, obviously it's not, but Joe you saying, would go to jail for one year for hold on, hold on, wait, $1,000 like joining the army wait. for two. No, no, no. I think we need to, you need to lay it out though. You're going to jail as a rapist. I, yeah, no, I would want to go as a parking tickets or something, <laughs> but you see, that's, the, and that's the big thing. Cause like, sure, this guy, he loses 24 years of his life. That's, that's just the the broader story. The it's what happens well. that goes in there. And yeah, and you're then labeled, oh, that guy got convicted of rape. And even if it's overturned, I don't know. It's just... Ugh. Yeah, no, I'll go back to, sorry, to Josh Dubin for a second. Um, I agree. Yeah, he should probably be on. But I don't need him to come on and... Like, it, it just seems like he's repeating himself. Just tell us the stories now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're on there. You have the platform you don't, I, I don't know. It all, it all just felt so similar to the last one. He was well, 22 years old area. when he went in. 
in the vein of like things they could talk about, I wish he'd ask him, how do you think the world's changed? Unless they have all social media in prison. Do you know what I mean? Or was there anything glaring that you don't remember that you came out? Because they didn't really get into that. <coughs> yeah, I mean, all that. Because I've just always wondered about that and the ladies, obviously. Um, like there would have been uh, just a personal, full personal of his side without Josh Dubin there. What do you guys think about that law where you get charged with the same crime? Double jeopardy? No, no, no. Oh. It's like, let's say you and I rob a bank, you shoot the teller, mm-hmm. we both get charged for shooting the teller because we're both there robbing the bank yeah. and your crime is my crime. That's like, because we're both doing it. It's the same idea as like the person driving the getaway car. He can be charged with that as well because you're all there riding the, robbing the bank. Sometimes it seems like it's the right play because... If you and I go to rob a bank, just because I shoot the guy, like, we're there robbing a bank because we decided to rob the bank. That's the logic behind it. But then, like, I told you that story about those kids, right? Where clearly it's a misuse of the law. I mean, this is where prosecutorial... um, Discretion. Yes. that's that, And that's where the problem really lies. And I also, I, I hate to harp on this, but, like, you know, Joe is still pro cop, yet this guy comes and is like, it's cops and prosecutors that are doing this to these people. Like, it's not just prosecutors putting away innocent people. It's cops that are, that have the evidence and either are like so focused in that they don't see the forest or the trees or they're just like, fuck this guy. I know, but you can't be anti cop. I'm not saying you're anti cop, but I'm just. cops out there. You I'm know? just saying is he still to this day gives them all the leeway in the world when it's like, dude, that. It's not even the most dangerous job in the world anymore. It's not even in the top 10. Being a cop? Yes. Depends where, I guess. In America, it's not. Let me let me give you this stat. More retail workers in the last two years have been killed on the job than cops. So working at retail Walmart... with guns? What do you mean? No. Well, cops have guns. I'm just saying that'd be a turn for them getting killed... I'm just saying, like crab fishermen, you know, there's there's a there's literally like those deep sea scuba divers that weld. That's a more dangerous job. Of the like, people that do it, more people don't make it out. That's fair. I mean, there's I lots of cops. I'm not there. saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying they sign up, they know the deal, and then they get a pass from people like Joe who are like, well, we need them. I know we need them. I'm not saying get rid of the cops. Get rid of the shit cops and stop ad nauseum just being like, well, they have a tough job. Well, but Joe doesn't say that. Joe says get rid of the shitty cops. That's He had fucking what's-his-name on there uh, from that documentary. Like, he talks Dodd. about it all the time. The 957? The 957. I'm whatever. sure that's not Is that it. what it's called? No, but it's, it's number so the nine, with it's, confidence. It's called, like, the 95 or the I three just repeated it like you were right, though. Oh, yeah, the 957. His name was Dodd, wasn't it? Michael Dodd? Yeah, that sounds right. Is part of the law unwritten that it's, like, it's not even that you're guilty by association, but you're guilty because you didn't stop it? No, I think the idea just is if you're there doing the same crime, you're all guilty. That's... Like, I'll put it to you this way. You have an opportunity to stop that crime, and you go through with it. Right. You should have never been there in the first place. Let's say you're the, I mean, there's always weird stuff. Like, let's say you're the getaway driver, and these guys are like, we need you to just be the getaway driver. The guns aren't real. We're we're just going in with fake guns. And then in the robbery, one of them actually has a real, you know what I mean? Like, there's weird stuff like that where it's like, should the guy driving get murder because he, you know, he was under the guise that, I mean, it's all, 
This is why we have courts, though. Don't yeah, be there. Yeah, no. Pro- I mean, I wouldn't think so, but again, I agree with the don't be there. Is no, be, don't drive it's, it's the getaway. I, I'm getting, hey, if I, you get involved in this, no. I understand, but I think for something you did not do. Would you not say that giving that person like ten years for armed robbery is not good enough? That you have to give is them it murder life for murder? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like we're trying to rehabilitate if people. If there's right? like uh, the law looks at everything and weighs it, and yeah, which it doesn't, and has time to do that. I mean, it should have time. Well, to it do should it. have time it's to do that. It's not like yeah. fucking YouTube operating at scale, as oh, Joe says. You know what I mean? Court cases are like operations. Well, first of all, I don't no, know. First you, of all, they're run by the government, so just hire more people. Well, I don't like, know if you know no this. There's no excuse of no money. In the States, nine, I think it's 98% of court cases never get to a judge or a jury. Plead out. It's all pleads. I, th- I, I think one of the issues is we might not have enough of judges in Canada. I don't think there's judges sitting around going, I wish I could try something. They're all like working. The dockets are full. Yeah, of course. But I mean, listen, they said, Simon, that if they tried every case with a judge and a jury in the States, the system would be backed up 50 years. So they got to plead it out and get it. That's why they plead everyone out Mm -hmm. all the time. I I just want to go back to this no judges thing. So fucking make more judges. What are you talking about? You need someone to be a lawyer for 15 years or whatever. Like it's, you can't just. Presto. You don't think there are enough people out there? Who, I don't know. You have just no have idea. to have no make idea. it no lucrative enough that these you know, oh, lawyers want to be judges. Uh, yeah, it's I think lucrative. judge is the best job you can have. I think it's hard to get to people in the business to be a judge. I don't know, though. I don't know. I, well, I in Canada, know. you're a judge for life. Once you get appointed, pension, like you cannot. I, the only way judge, is like. And you're a judge. You get to yeah. decide people. I'm pretty sure in this country, once you're a judge, that's it. You have to be like disbarred or. You'd have to like R. Kelly. A so this guy people. got help from judges part of the way. Because it wasn't really judges that fucked him. It was the prosecutor sticking the crime. Well, no, I, I didn't. I, I never said it was judges. Sorry. My apologies. I thought it was funny when uh, Joe asked him, how how do you deal with violence? You know, going into this With my fucking hands. <laughs> no, but that's how he said. Yeah. He talked about courage yeah. and strength and perseverance. Yeah, well, I read he rambled, with these hands. He rambled for a while. And then Dubin goes, he goes, well... That's not quite what happened. Yeah. A guy tried to make him eat ends of bread, and then that guy didn't eat breakfast for a week. Yeah. So this guy was like a fit, virally, yeah. but he met the violence with the violence, which is, I mean, who can blame anyone? For there are 130,000 lawyers in Canada. How many judges? I don't know, but oh. I'm saying that's how many lawyers there are. There, there are, are certainly enough people you could make into judges. Okay, let's get some judges going. It seems like a pretty fucking... I'd say half of those lawyers are trash, though, right? So we have, we got to make it 70,000 70, right away. There's 10,000 more judges. But now we need courtrooms. I, I don't know. I that don't was know also a stat that he box. pulled up out of nowhere, right? We are aware of that. Who, Kamar? Yeah. No, I was just pointing out. Well, no, I'm just making sure that... It is a magical stat. Yeah, he did. It's not like he read an article and... Um, I'm going to see how many judges. <laughs> I thought it was interesting when they talked about with the death penalty, they have to interview the jurors... To find it, they can't be against the death penalty or for it. Yeah, you gotta be like a fence rider. <laughs> some weird, some weird, perfect place, and it's still honor system, right? I mean, having the death penalty is insane, <laughs> of course, but you're just trusting the person. Yeah, because the the, the 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 burden is perjury. But I mean, it's you're swearing but, on a Bible, right? But keep in mind, they often will change jurors midway through. If they realize that, if it comes out that a juror it's has not like a perjury, you're a juror it, lying. I I I wonder if that's a crime to say. Well, no, I kind of mislead do believe the court. Yeah, I don't know. Not, that's a good question. Which led me to believe 
this is scary stuff. Could Neuralink be the solution? Like, could you now know if people are guilty? Well, you're talking about uh, precogs and like, uh, what's that fucking minority report? Well, it, it wouldn't be future predicting. It'd be after the fact. But well, they made a they made a black mirror about that. Instead of a trial, you just go in. They just up here. Oh, you did it. Oh, you didn't do it. I mean, to answer your question, no, nothing about Neuralink is good. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I just don't think it's the answer to anything. We just, this human system is the best we got. Well, no, again, Kamar, like there's a Black Mirror episode where it's just that thought. There's a chip in your head that records every waking moment of your life. Do you remember how it failed? Uh, well, it didn't, it just, it failed in the sense that it ruined this guy's life. Cause he was like, like it starts off with him going to a job interview and then he's playing back the job interview as he's like in the cab leaving. And he sees that one of the women is like, not really into him, not into him in like a sexual so way. So now just, just feelings about something. Did, anyway, he know. ends up figuring out that his wife is cheating on him through like reading her memories or something. I can't remember what it I was. I don't but remember that episode. You don't? The guy from Rock and Rolla is like the main character in it. No. I remember the one where the person gets hit by that street or the, yeah, the pizza thing outside and they can like see what you saw through your eyes and then they're using that to like piece together the murder so they'll... That's weird. I don't remember that one. And then it ends <laughs> the same up, one. It ends no, no. It ends up that they use like the rabbit's eye at the end to yes. find the person who killed the baby. I don't even remember the whole thing, but it was something. Fuck, I don't like remember that. that one either. Yeah. Well, obviously the justice system has some flaws, and there's lots to work on. And it's a good thing they brought him. The craziest thing I thought is that he was in prison for four years before he got sentenced. I mean, normally, listen. If he was rich, he'd be out on bond yeah. for those four years. You know what I mean? Listen, whatever. there was a black, I don't know if you guys saw this. There was a black school shooter that is out on bail right now. A black so Allegedly kid, innocent. Who what do you mean allegedly who innocent? Four Wait, people in innocent Colorado there? What? Who killed four people in Colorado? Yeah, the school shooting, wasn't that? I don't know if this kid killed anyone. I know he showed up to school with a gun and was ready to kill people based and, on and bullying. He's released. And he's been released on bail. The times have changed. Well, I just, what? It's weird that the media, again, why are we talking about the media, what they cover? Who gives a he shit? He said they work it out when they told him his charges. He was facing like 150 years. And when you do that, 20 years sounds like they're doing you a favor. Of course. And they're, and they're fucking you because they know you're innocent. So. I just love that. Like, first of all, I'm not going to live to 150. So I'm damn sure not doing 150 years. So 20, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. If you give me 10 more years, I'm walking out of this cell right now. Um, I didn't feel like, maybe I wasn't listening close enough, but I didn't feel like I ever even really heard this guy's whole story. About, like, why he Crimes happened, and, I, and a guy said, that guy's my buddy, to try to uh, shift some of the blame off of himself. There was a crime. That's a real piece of shit. There was a guy. crime spree going on in New Orleans, and a British tourist ended up dying. Or getting raped and murdered. But it all followed the same MO of like this spree of crime. And I guess the guy that was doing it ended up... Was that it? The guy that was doing it ended up giving the tip that it was him? Yep. I mean, that would seem like the first guy you'd look into. I think they just got in their head, we're going to take two guys down. This yeah, is better. it's like... Uh... Well, imagine too, like Crime Stoppers gives you a reward. So, like, imagine mm -hmm. if that guy got five grand for turning in. For getting off his murder. Yeah. He did not get off, though. But you can totally see, like, just 
in watching all these documentaries about people being wrongly accused and all of that stuff, you can see back to uh, who was the last girl he had on? Um, Amanda Knox. Amanda Knox. Just when she was saying that, like, you know, they get it in their head, these cops Mm -hmm. and they're like i know more than everybody else my gut is better than everybody the winning is everything and they just can't let the shit go man well the scariest to me is when it's like a central park five thing where someone after 15 years comes up and is like listen i did these this was me and then the people that put them away are like no no trust me we had the right people like dude you're you're wrong so far after the fact like just let it fucking go like wouldn't it? Yeah, well, nobody would do the job. I just answered my own question. It's all good. <laughs> what was the question going to be? It was going to be um, if people, if these lawyers got charged, like if they fucked up like that, and then they were liable for some time in jail. But I was going to say, then nobody would ever be a lawyer, you know? Well, because yeah, this is what you're saying. Risk it. None of the prosecutors, no one gets in trouble. Yeah. For this happening over, when it, even when it happens, and they pay $20 million to the person. Like Nobody a, loses their job. Shit's happened, guys. Everyone gets a pat on the back. Well, that's oh, what he was saying. Yeah. I mean, again, we know that that industry is filled with failing upwards, right? Like whether it's judges, lawyers, cops. The, you know, even in the military. Maybe not so much the military. Every prosecutor, all those guys would have to have a sit down with ten of these guys if they're applying for that job. You know what I mean? Just look in the eyes of wrongly accused people and see what the impact is. I think that'd be a good prerequisite. I don't know if it's going to be the major change, but sort of like a scared straight. Well, just to be able to equate people as human beings, that might help a little bit. It just feels like these Innocence Project guys should have a direct line to a sitting president. Because they have the power to literally, at the swipe of a pen... I think governors can do a lot too. Well, I'm pretty sure governors can grant clemency for like uh, the death penalty, but I'm not... I don't know about... Full pardons. The full pardon. And that's why I guess it's important that like people like Kim Kardashian take an interest and Joe for that matter, because like Joe could sit down with the governor of Texas. You know what I mean? I mean, listen, social justice is the most noble. Listen, Kim Kardashian getting people off of drug charges is great, but I people that are locked up for life or on the debt or on death row for something they didn't do is far more egregious to me. I thought, the, I thought that's who she was getting off. It's no, I think just, she was doing, I think it was mostly drug charges, but I could be wrong. Well, Sorry, I'm, Kim. I thought it was death row charges. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, she was helping people. I know, I agree. And she was using her yep. clout yep. to get in to see Trump. He, she brought those cases I agree. to him. Yeah. You know, so. um, and that's why they should use Joe like that. Like that would be where he would be like super impactful. Target nor. I mean, we should also take in mind that most, I would say 99% of other presidents wouldn't care that much about a celebrity coming to them. Like, I think that was more of a Trump thing. Julian Assange. No, uh, but I bet you, like, you know, those are one of those, like, uh, perks you get when you're famous is that you can get in to see the president or somebody of power. I'm just saying, I think if, like, George W. Bush was in power and Kim Kardashian was like, I want to sit down, he might be more like, you know, I, I don't know who you are or care. I mean, yeah, maybe. I, I just assume that they constantly have celebrities coming to their office. Probably. Like you're always hearing about people, oh, I got to meet the president, and they get their picture taken and, you know, steal a pen or however it works. I mean, again, Josh Dubin, you can hear him, like, when he, when he said he wanted to go talk to the governor, he was like, yeah, I had to wait 
fucking hours. Like I'm surprised he didn't oust him. Well, that's DeSantis, right? It had to have been probably because yeah. he was saying there was uh, 30 death row exonerations in 30 years. And I just imagine how can you keep the death penalty if you're getting one wrong a year? Because two wrongs don't make a right in that scenario. If you're, if you're, everyone's guilty if if they kill. I I get it, but if you're killing, if you're killing people under the guise of they've taken a life, an innocent life, then even if you get it wrong once, you then are just as guilty as everyone that you're killing. Well, I guess that's why the death penalty just doesn't make sense. Like it would make no. I I don't know. I haven't really given it very much thought to give you the honest truth, but at least if they were infallible, then you would have a discussion. But, sure. But to me, it's like, yeah, if you make one mistake, then just put these people away for life and make it real life. Like none of this fucking good behavior bullshit. You know what I mean? Just three consecutive hundred year sentences. And But there's just a human condition that if you hear something especially heinous and horrible, you're just like, no, I don't want that person on the planet anymore. You know, it's not your real say. I mean, it's more money. It's more money. Like if you hear of someone like raping and killing 15 kids and they have all the evidence in the world to lock that person up, then you're like, why would the taxpayers keep this fuck alive for any amount of time? That's the other side of the coin is what I'm saying. That's the burden of the institution. Yeah. And that's why we all pay taxes and things like that. And you know what? Like we are, we know nothing about what happens after you die. You could be doing these people a huge favor. Like keep, we know what happens when you're alive and we know what it's like to be incarcerated. So if you do something horribly heinous, then being locked away seems to me like the biggest punishment. Listen, I'm not for the death penalty. I was just arguing the other side of it. No, where I, I, I'm with you. I just, I'm kind of playing this out right here. I also think lethal injection is uh, the most heinous way to kill people. They say it's painless, and that is absolutely proven to be completely wrong. And they fuck it up often. It should just be the guillotine, which I know sounds like you're like, what did you just say? But it's quick. Well, <laughs> the guillotine, then you're like, you know, I don't know, you're fucking the body up, you know? Maybe you should just hang them in that case. But hanging is like torture. You're still like a beheading. You're just dead. That's it. Shot into space. So a warning for other alien cultures. <laughs> Is what we do with people who fuck around down here. It's just littered with tiny cages, yeah. just floating. Frozen, but they're frozen. That really, oh yeah, it's too bad they freeze. just R. Kelly floating through space. Because <laughs> if not, it would be like this endless void <laughs> with of- little cheap speakers. So <laughs> yeah, dudes. Yeah, of course. I respect someone snuck into the prison, and I'm rocket. in the closet. So he got two million dollars, and he got two million dollars for 24 years. But when they first released him, he got nothing. Well, that was what I was going to say is like the reason that this guy coming on is good is because, like I said, you think, okay, this guy got released from prison. Justice is served. And then you hear, oh, he got $2 million, also justice served, but not even close. Because like like you said, he had to fight to get that money. It wasn't right away. He came out with fucking nothing. 24 mil minimum. Yeah. And that's why when Kamar said, like, I'd go to jail for a year for $40,000, $1 million. That's like... You would go to jail for a million dollars. I mean, maybe I would like Not contemplate it at that point. No, it's real simple. It's like, listen, if, you, if they put you in maximum security prison for 20 years and they label you a rapist and a murderer, yeah, a million dollars a year seems... Right on plus the nose. Interest, plus interest. I'm not even thinking about like life in jail with other inmates. Just 
taking me away from my family, being locked up. PlayStation for a Five. Year. <laughs> so you fuck that guy over for twenty four years, like yeah. But add the other inmates, Simon. And again, we yeah. know, like so you're then, a rapist. So then add another hundred mil, or uh, yeah, add another like hundred million dollars. What it comes they down to, though, hundred and twenty four million is you cannot put a price on life because Steve uh, Jobs had billions and still couldn't buy life. So it could be up to a billion dollars. You know like, what I heard about Steve Jobs? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this, but he... He went holistic. Yeah, he decided not he to... F- he, he, he probably could have survived cancer. Could have it it a was a cancer yeah. that was... Uh, it was fully the fightable. The probabilities weren't that. And people were very mad at him, like his family and stuff, because... So he couldn't even buy good advice. Oh, he bought good advice. He just didn't take good advice, yeah. Listen, he probably had the best doctors in the world look at him and say, Steve... He said, don't worry, I'm just going to smudge. Yeah. I mean, maybe, uh, look, I'm talking out my ass. Maybe none of that's even true. Maybe he went to everybody and they were like, no, you're done. And he was like, okay, so then I'm going out on my own terms, you know? Yeah. Just, I don't uh, know what happened. My point was you can't put a price on life. Um, Joe at the end there was like going to help with his book. So hopefully that sells. I could see, like you said, a documentary about this where he got some compensation or even a movie about this. But I just thought, that, you know what's, like, I, I'm, I'm not saying no. There's a million movies about this stuff. There's a million documentaries about yeah. people. And people watch them on Netflix and they make money. And I assume some of that money goes back to the people. Like, if you can't get it from the fucking government. Oh, I'm not saying who, who that. We're all I'm, in agreement. I'm, my point, that wasn't my point. My point was more like, we the public don't learn. Like, you could watch a million I Got Locked Up for 20 Years documentaries. It didn't change anything. We've been watching them for decades. We still have the same justice system. There's still people locked up innocently. You know, I agree, I agree with you. Yes, they should make that documentary if it pays this guy for sure. I'll watch it. It'll be sad. I'll be angry. But it just, do we learn? No. Doesn't seem like we do. That's not what we're supposed to do. Uh, he said, uh, the reason why I thought it was movie is he said, he kept telling the guys, you know, one day I'm going to walk back here in a suit. And he did. And I just kept thinking, I wish Josh wasn't there. Not that he's not providing a service or providing awareness, but I thought this could have just been a one-on-one conversation. That's all my notes for this. It's really, if you want to listen to it, it's his story to tell, that which he tells. I feel better, like, I feel not better. I feel like this would have been better as, like, this guy by himself on Lex Friedman's podcast or something. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's rate it then, I guess, since we're done with it. I feel like we didn't give this guy yeah, his... nearly. It feels nearly like this guy didn't get due. his just desserts. We're well, saying no. he deserves a million dollars a year and we're giving him 10 it, minutes. It was only a two-hour episode. Uh, oh, yeah, he only okay, talked yeah. half of it. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. Not, we're not, almost talking not as much even as they half, did. I, don't think. Um, I think it's worth someone listening to. I also thought it was, again, that weird thing about the... Is Amanda Knox who Amanda Knox is because of what she went through? I'm also going to say something. See who he is because he went through this sort of thing. I know this is a weird sticking point for me, but Josh Dubin should have also let the other guy sit in his seat. Yes. Well, who you knows? He, he might have been. Uh, That's just a personal thing for me. I don't know why it bothers me. I didn't watch it. What are you talking about? There's a seat across from Joe where. That's seat A, we'll say. Oh, yeah, okay. Gotcha. Where the guests sit, right? So he, he was sat. In the other so seat. Josh Dubin was across from Joe, and then the other gentleman was beside Dubin. And to me, like, listen, when, when Kurt Metzger and what's-his-name go on, they're on even footing, so it's just like, whatever, you know? Not to say these guys aren't even footing, but it, it just felt like 
for Josh Dubin to take what I consider the hot seat. Yeah, Corbell sits in seat B. Thank you. Seat B Bob can Lazar melt. Corbell should be in the a. parking lot, not in seat fucking. Seat B can melt away like it did for Claire, Gary Clark Jr. Of course. The guy from yeah. uh, the Black Stripes. I failed to mention that in the beginning, because I got caught up with my um, anti-Semitism thing, but there's a new uh, alien video out there mm-hmm. that got leaked. Mm-hmm. Like a government one. Mm-hmm. Looks like a duck. Like a rubber ducky. Interesting. It's weird. Anyways. Just and you believe it or do you think this is a false flag? No, I Red think it, I think this is probably a, as believable as the, you know. TikTok. Yeah, the other ones they have there. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, back to. Uh, no, to we're done with guy. him. I believe we're moving on, aren't we? No, we we, we just talked about oh, I have how to rate it. That's enough, right. Yeah. But I, still give, I still give it a three. Because I like, I think these are important, and uh, I don't know. In importance, I give these episodes a five. Sure, I'm just saying in general. I, I just like he. <laughs> Sorry, he just likes to hear his voice say that, even though he, he'll never actually say it. He donelled this thing. <laughs> yeah, Josh, Josh, and it made it very hard for me to follow what was going on mm-hmm. or to get into any sort of rhythm about this guy's story. And it felt like Roberto Clemente was actually the person we had to worry about more. Because he was still in the system, whereas this guy was out the other side. Well, this is my big point to the jump, is like, if we're here to talk about this guy, let's talk about this guy. You can come on separately and still fight the Clemente fight. I'm I, I'm all for that. This guy mm-hmm. should be released. But give this guy... He, the man spent 22 years locked up. Give him his two hours on Joe, like... Or not even. Just let him let him go on the town with Joe paying the tabs at all the restaurants and <laughs> sure. just living the life in Austin for a night. That too. Do you think when the thing was done, he was like, okay, hey, well, Josh and I are going to get barbecue. Nice meeting you. I hope not. I don't know. Very interesting. He might have had to, another show to do after. Mm-hmm. I give um, it a three. I, like I said, I just want to know if he had any culture shock going in 22, 25 years ago, whatever. Then you can't not. You, I, yeah. So I'd like to know what he observed or whatever, but I still give it a three. It's like that famous line in The Sopranos where he's like, He's like, yeah, all the girls—they got no hair down there. When they all went, that was like his big takeaway for coming out of. Yeah, I'm sure there was. Well, if you went away in 2000, let's say, let's say you're in for 20 years, Mm -hmm, uh you went away in the year 2000, which that seems so weird to say. Yeah. Um, Social media did not exist. What has changed since 2000? Since Y2K and today, a whole fuckload of a lot. But between like 1970 and 1990, I disagree. There's a lot. No, I, I, I'm, I'm. I think thinking it's also out loud it's constantly a premise for movies as well. Maybe not as much as the wrongly accused, but that sort of learning the world. Like uh, Encino, the Man. most extreme one is uh, Demolition Man. I think Encino Man is the. Yeah. Okay. Right, because he's a caveman, and then he's he, a caveman. Yeah, but, I but just yeah, meant, Demolition Man. Yeah, it's just wow, the world's different. Like. Remember when they? I just want one insight or something. Well, back to the future would be. I like Demolition Man when he goes to take a shit and there's no toilet paper. There's just two shells. Yes, yes, yes. Benjamin Bratt. What do you do with the shells? They never tell you. He ends up going to the wall and cursing into the wall a bunch of times because you get citations for swearing. So it's just shooting it. He used the citations to wipe his ass. What movie was this? Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone. And Arsenio uh, Hall? No, it's Wesley Snipes. 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 That's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. (laughs) Wesley Snipes. Arsenio Hall is Wesley Snipes with AIDS. Remember he goes down and there's the other world? Yeah. 
That's part of that movie, right? I don't think I've ever seen this fucking he, movie. He eats rats, rat burgers and stuff. I mean, I probably have a million years ago. I just don't remember. And all the music in the future is just like uh, jingles from it commercials. Did not Does he have a mohawk? Uh, He's got blonde hair. What's his name? Wesley um, Snipes. Arsenio Hall. Does he have a mohawk? Yes. No, that's Demolition Man, right? That's what we're talking about. Okay, <laughs> I think he's... Oh, that's what are you talking about, about Judge Dredd now? No, Judge Dredd is different. There's that's two right. Judge Dreads, too. Judge yeah, Dredd the was new the terrible. one and the bad one. And then the Arsenio Hall one. <laughs> no, Arsenio Hall is not in that at all. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be amazing if he got all of uh, Snipes' credits? They put him in jail for tax evasion. <laughs> they put, when, you know they put why Arsenio he's away. in jail for tax evasion. I know we've probably talked about this. Before. Yeah, because he believes that he he's part, part of an of old African e- tribe. Egyptian. That, oh, Egyptian. Yeah. Sorry. So and like, I can't believe he doesn't have your support. You can't make deities pay taxes. Yeah. You might know something you need to know. And then the government stepped in and was like, "We can. You're going to jail. <laughs> and if you're a god, then stop us." Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Um, before we got off topic. Um. We're sort of limbo. There's no Shouldn't the biggest fight for like a guy like Josh Dubin and everybody be to deprivatize the prisons? Because that's really like, no matter what, that's driving the most wrongly convicted people into prison. Yeah, you're saying he's he's not doing the contraceptive. He's doing the... Uh... I, I'm, I'm not suggesting that he's not doing a good thing. I know you're not. I know. But I'm saying like the, the real you. fight, like if you want to destroy the mothership... Yeah. You got to deprivatize prisons. That's insane. I don't know. Joe talked about quotas. Like there's there's a whole bunch of checkpoints along the way, as well as private prisons. But wait, that all contribute to a for, fu- for sure. But how do private prisons make any sense on any? So the taxpayer like, doesn't you, have to pay for them. The taxpayer still pays for them. I don't know. I, you asked a question. That, no, no. But I need that's my like I, I've I've yet to hear the the right reason to that question. I like get rid of it. It's in their interest to pack their prisons. It's un-American. It's in the government's interest to not pack their prisons. Well, I said this it's last un-American. week. You, they preach all their freedoms, yet they lock up more people than anywhere on earth. Yeah, and are okay with that. Even China. Uh, well, I'm sure they just kill people. So it's, that's a that, that one's a dicey one. I, let's take China out of it. But as I far mean, as any developed country, they lock up. They lock up. Forget even that statement. Like, just you can see how many people they have in prison. It's well, and how many are in there for drugs? Like, get the fuck out of here. Well, drugs where in their state right now, it's legal. Like, you at least got to sift through that fucking nonsense. But in Josh Dubin's defense, maybe he's fighting the fight that he can fight. Because the, nope. the unprivatizing of prisons, you're fighting a potentially trillion dollar behemoth. Oh, yeah, it's impossible. That's I think all Josh Dubin wants to do is make sure by the time he dies, everyone hunting has to wear a red hat. No, that's Ranella. <laughs> Sorry, I'm An orange hat. And only an orange hat. Nothing else. Naked. I love how Texas is so free. They're like, hold on. You're telling me you're going to force me to wear some faggy hat when I hunt? No, no. That is un-American, sir. I wear asses. But again, like, how free are you when you can't decide what to do with your aborted baby? You know what I mean? I'm just saying, t- yeah, like I they're know. preaching freedom on one hand and then doing the absolute opposite on the other. Well, again, like they're pre- they're also they're also preaching that they don't have to get vaccinated because it's their body, their choice. But then people that are want to get abortions are saying the same thing, and they're like, no, 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 no. Uh, they're just all wrong. I'm not biting. <laughs> I'm not asking you to bite. You don't have to. 
Let's move on. That was like a fish swimming and the hook came down and he went, no, not today. I love how you think I'm trying to catch you. No, not not you in general. I'm just, I'm not biting. We're going to power right through. I don't, um, sure. Well, we'll take, okay. Well, no, no, we'll take a break. Sure. We'll, we'll take a, my, my apologies. There's no bill to pay. So we're just going to take a break. Let these guys smoke whatever they smoke. And, uh, then we will be right back. 1715 Jessica Kirsten. You guys know anything about her before this? No. I went and watched her comedy. I didn't, but I liked this episode either way. I thought you, I was going to... You gonna, did like this episode? Yeah, I thought I was going to hate it. I was like, I don't know who the fuck this chick is. I'm not in the mood to listen to this at all. And I mean, again, we've discussed that maybe that's why I liked it, because I went in knowing I had to listen and was going to hate it. And it was refreshingly whatever. It was loose. There was hardly any COVID talk. It was someone I had never heard of. They had some funny talking points. I don't know. She reminded me of your mom. She reminded me. She reminded me of, of your mom oh, a bit. Yeah. Interesting. In a good way. Not in like yeah, a. Yeah, no. Does fine. it seem like Comedy Central screwed up more than anyone in the world? On how they run those comedy specials? Well, th- there was a time when it was Comedy Central. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they had opportunity to be the one-stop shop for comedy. And they just didn't. Like, they fucked with Ari. We, we've just heard. Over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah. And the biggest thing is that they put a special on once. Like, you're welcome. And we watch Joe List, all these guys put specials on YouTube. Get Same thing with those Showtime specials, right? Back in the day. It seems like Comedy Central would be where comedy goes to die. I mean, um, the thing that was weird is Joe, like Joe knows this too. When he was like, Joe List has 5 million views. That's like four grand. You know that, right? I was going to say about the money. I get it. I'm, listen, if you're looking at it as an advertising tool, then bang on. But if, marketing. Yeah. But, but if listen, it's, Netflix, yeah, they're getting notoriety. They're also getting paid. They're think. getting paid, but you have an easy thing where someone could watch it 10 times and really love you or whatever. Like it's, it's there. Call me central. You just can't go there and watch a special. Well, no, they said you could you, if you have their streaming service. Well, but. Have you, I've tried. Like it's the only thing they have is South Park. Like they, they have been living off of South Park and not put any effort into anything else. And it just goes to show, like, she got fucked in her special where they, like, well, what was came the up last, and moved a water bottle. What was the last good sitcom on? Well, they never really did sitcoms. I don't know. I never watched comedy. Well, no, I'm asking. No, one watched no, 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 but I'm saying, I don't think they did sitcoms, so to speak. Well, I guess maybe, like, well, Reno 911. Sh- they had shows. Wasn't yeah, they had just sh- all comedy specials. Yeah, okay. Right? I just, yeah. Like all their different shows. I think they had Amy Schumer Presents on and stuff like that. That's what Jessica I'm saying. Is, I don't think it was Posh, a lot of sitcoms. Maybe. I'm going to find out. Anyways. I, I don't on. think it was sitcoms at all, really. Like South Park is the closest thing. I think it was like Crank Yankers, The Daily Show, The Cold. The Daily Show was on Comedy Central? Okay, so John Stewart. Yeah, it was on the, it was on Comedy Central so for sure, wasn't it? They just made themselves sort of obsolete over time. But not making the right decisions. And I, I've heard countless people talk about dealing with the executives there as a nightmare. Oh, I'm sure it was. Listen, I'm. it's old people in legacy positions that don't want to fucking get with the times. And it's old comics like hers like still took the deal. And then after the fact is like bummed. And it was interesting because she said she thinks she's going to do her next one independent. Which at the very end of the episode, we find out she might do a Joe's Club. Which seems like all the uh, I's are dotted, T's are crossed now. He's out of the, the weeds. Well, he said it'll be open in six weeks. So He also said he might do his uh, special independent, but he was worried about putting it on YouTube and being taken down. And again, this goes back to your premise last week 
of this would be his opportunity just to go independent, not making yourself and put on YouTube, have your own. I mean, what, listen, Louis C.K.'s done this, so it's not. And Louis, no, he's not reinventing the wheel, but I thought it was interesting when he said, I'm going to go independent, but I'm worried about going YouTube in case it gets taken down or demonetized. Well, Joe could go independent and give it away for free. That would really. Um, we know he's not going to do that. that stick the man. <laughs> well, no, but that would be the idea of putting it out on YouTube, like Joe List. Like, you're doing that for free. You're spending money to. But all those ones are done, like, at the Comedy Cellar. Just being filmed on whatever. Well, yeah. I, 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 the budget is probably rag and bones compared to what Joe would want to spend probably 100000 plus on his special. So you're saying nobody has spent money and given it away for free? No, didn't. Shane Gillis said he, he did his special. He said it cost him $50,000. And he put it on YouTube. And he put yeah. it on YouTube. Yeah. There's some good bits in there. And like for Shane Gillis, you probably need it on YouTube because you're hoping to get some other people find it. For Joe, you would be able to lead enough people. It would to be an opportunity. A yeah. separate platform. I, uh, Joe Rugal. I don't know if it's weird, but I hoped he had asked more about her four kids. Because that's what she said. She was. She never stopped. It How that stuff. came about? Like, was she married to a man at some well, point, or were those? At one point, they said, you know, it's hard as a single mother. But then she said she had a partner later. Just, just the whole, just that whole situation. Not like a sluggo muggo and freako bit, but just about her. Because she said she had to go on the road right away. People were mad at her for not being afraid of COVID. And you wanted more like a Miss Pat type of. Hey, I like this podcast too. It's just that. No, no. I was just saying as far as Miss Pat went deep into like what it was like. I watched some of her comedy and I found out that she is the man in the relationship and her. She said that. Partner is like. She said that. A makeup wearing. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah. I I can't remember what she was. When they were talking about uh, frog ball, wiffle ball, pickleball. (laughs) Pickleball, yeah. When they were talking about pickleball right after that, she was like my fiance who's like the feminine one or my partner who's the feminine one. She really likes doing like woodworking. She was like, that's like her one like lesbian. Did she do a lot of crowd work? I watched the whole th- like five <clears throat> minutes of her doing crowd work. Well, she was, said that she said I do most of the crowd work. I saw she was okay. I mean, like it wasn't really much thing, but whatever. And then I saw I watched her little special there or part of her special where she turns away from the crowd to do her inner monologue. Yeah, like an inner monologue. So somebody like yells out something in the crowd and she like turns around and does this whole like, you know. They hate you. Get off stage. Yeah, that, exactly. Or she, it's mostly like um, knocking yourself down, you know. You fuck it. You fuck this up today, whatever. Self-deprecating. So you didn't enjoy her comedy though? It was okay. I mean, it was. There's nothing wrong with saying you didn't. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't watch it go looking for her special or anything, but she wasn't terrible. And I find Rachel Feinstein, Rachel Feinstein, Feinstein. You know who I'm talking about? The comedian. Yeah. I like her. You wish Jessica Kirsten was Rachel Feinstein. Has she ever been on Rogan? I don't think so. No. Yeah. So yes, I do. You just put it out there. So she's coming down the pike. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Simon just willed it. So it'll happen. Prank calls are still a thing. Dude, my buddy came over the other day and was like, have you ever heard the Jerky Boys? I was like, what kind of weird question is that? And then he played. Oh, are they? No, he just meant like he played like a literally like from 1994, a Jerky Boys. It still holds up. 
Well, no, it's because it, it, the person on the other end doesn't know what's going on, and so you're in on a joke with someone. So it's always that's always a great way to be, but they sort of act like it's because a call waiting, whatever. You still could do it. Like I have a buddy who does it on stage, but he always calls a shopper's drug mart and he puts on speakerphone. He says he got bit in the balls by a horse or something. Just goes on and on and on, and, and people are like dying. You know, try not to laugh. And he's like, Kick, and keeps it going in a funny voice. That's a funny bit. It's funny when everyone's in on it and it works. No, no. that I'm asking, like, it works? It works, unless the shopper's like, Mario doesn't pick up. That's the only way the joke doesn't fly. <laughs> is yeah, you need somebody to pick yeah. up. Need, yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. It doesn't you work to, if you're leaving you a message person. on their machine. Obviously, the craziest hybrid is the two Chinese restaurants Dumb. talking to each other. Have you ever heard I've those? Seen, yeah, that's hilarious. There's, just not, there's nothing better. Um, although, she didn't do a good job of explaining it, though. The key is you call one up and you make an order. Then you tell them to please hold on. And then you call another one up. And then while you're on the phone with the other one, you get the other one to repeat your order back to you. And that is where the bit begins. That's where the fun, that's where the magic happens, so to speak. Because they're checking order and now they're making order. Yeah. They're going to have to check the order. Exactly. But they're like, but we're making the order. So it's like a number not, two. Not yeah, number two. Yeah. It got accent. me thinking about that uh, African guy who like. The guy trying to read the fucking. No, no. Who f- that's so funny. Who's trying to read <laughs> the soccer read names. The- <laughs> no, that's hilarious. No, no. The guy who like. You know, when somebody, like, says something racist to him, one of the kids on uh, the video game, he, like, somehow Oh, the African knows, warlord. Yeah, yes. He somehow knows yes. where they are and has all this info about them and will say, like, he talks in this, like, really heavy African accent. So here, Kamar, the, the, the gig is this. This guy's really good at the internet. Clearly, he's, like... <laughs> really good at the internet. Well, I'm just trying... You know, he's, like, a code or something. What he does is he goes into random Call of Duty lobbies as an African warlord. So he has this voice emulator. So everything is very, very, like he's, once someone calls him a N-word. Yeah. Um, that is the point where he then, Nerd. he then like goes through, figures out their IP address, figures out where they live. Oh, literally. And okay, then okay. figures out like using Facebook, their name, all this stuff. And he then will be like, don't fuck with cats. Well, he does this one where he's like, uh, like he's like, I put a curse on you. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like, and he goes deep in it. And he's like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, if you don't fucking repent right now, I'll come to your house. And he's like, dude, you don't know where I live. And they, it's, you got to check it out. I just, I just wasted address? five minutes. He doxes people or do they beep that out? They always, he always beeps it out, yeah. but he's like, your name is, and then, then the dudes, cause they're usually in the with kids friends. The freak out. Yeah. You know? you, they're like, some of them the fuck get, he knows where they I do am. the scream. Yeah, pretty much. He's already in he, the room. He pulls a scream. Yeah, and he'll join. Then he'll keep joining their parties and be like, "Listen, it's fucking hilarious." Anyway, anyways, the you, funnier is the African guy trying to read the soccer shit. Have you never seen that, Kamar? No, I haven't. he's like a broadcaster for I guess like maybe some African. I think he's in Ghana network, and he's trying to read like Manchester City against uh, Tottenham. And dude, some of the <laughs> he's American. No, no this guy is as African as oh, as the day is long. He's a brother. He's a brother. You can see some of them where he's like. Like Tottenham comes up, and you can see him give up before he has to read it. He's like, "Oh, Tottenham." Uh, Do you remember when you were at someone's house and they had uh, um, different rings? 
No. Maybe one phone and it'd ring twice and then you know for the kids or something like, whoa. Yeah, the- you could get different lines for the same phone. I, 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 th- oh, I that was like that. rich. We had that, but shit, it was man. ridiculous. No, it, but I, it's rudimentary now looking back, but at the time it was like. Well, all of that stuff, like it was so, you did nothing archaic. for so long. Like we, even me, I had the fucking ring-a-ding-ding phones. Like you didn't have those. Yes, I did. Rotary phones. At you least at a rotary, cottage, you had to oh, have maybe one. Maybe at a cottage. No, no, at my house, dude. I was born in '83. You think I? What? Am oh, I yeah, just born okay, in yeah, opulence? Yeah. No, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. I will yeah, tell you a funny right. story though. My dad, um, his house in Orleans that got raided. The basement was completely separate. Like you had to go outside the residence. house. Yeah. Um, and that's where my room was. So his whole deal was, if he wanted to talk to me, he would never come down. He would just slam his foot on the floor. Like 10 times. Come on up. Nope. And that meant pick up the phone. The white trash intercom. Oh. <laughs> well, well, Literally the white trash well, intercom. Well, the dial told you the Yes. <laughs> Come upstairs. It's dinner or whatever the fuck is. Remember intercom. going to a person's house and they had like an intercom system? Yeah. That's big, big. You're the only that's one who big, grew up on Clemo, Simon. <laughs> they might that's even have an ball. elevator. No, you know what? I always found that. Rockcliffe. No, it wasn't the richest people who had those things. It was just certain parents liked having like, you know, if your dad was super into Radio Shack or something. You, you know? know what I usually found? It was usually inherited. As yes. in like they moved into Old the home. Who were there before or something. And they were like, yeah, we just, we didn't put the intercom in, but it was here. Maybe. Well, now all the new home systems have put them to shame. Uh, I think the biggest teachable moment was we learned why uh, Jewish people eat Chinese food. Yeah, that was interesting. It all makes sense. I Closest always, to kosher. I always thought it was because it had something to do with like not being able to cook for yourself on that day. I always so just thought it had to do with the fact out. that Chinese restaurants are the only thing open on Christmas and that well, Jews that, don't celebrate that Christmas. That would also make sense. And, you know. There's uh, no cheese. I think like the Jewish neighborhoods were close to the Chinese neighborhoods because they were all the undesirables. So there's, wouldn't there's it just no be cheese a proximity And all thing? the porks are wrapped up in wontons and egg Here's yeah, a fun. Here's a fun. Shit matters. Kosher. Okay. That's what they're saying. Uh, that is definitely not kosher. Here's something fun for listeners. Is. Listeners outside of Ottawa, which it's is not how it works. Which is or almost all of you. Ottawa has an egg roll place. Well, it's a Chinese restaurant, but they specialize in egg rolls. So much so that the Boston Globe has written about them. They ship these egg rolls to anywhere in Eastern Canada. It's called Golden Palace. If you go there anywhere near Christmas. It's literally a Hanukkah celebration. And no delivery. Uh, Uber Eats delivers them. Oh. Uh, Only the egg rolls. They don't deliver them. No. No, you have to go pick up. We, yeah, uh, yeah that, that, I, <laughs> one of my friends used to eat there all the time. Yeah, Golden Palace has the. But I don't like their egg rolls that much, to tell you the truth. I'm telling you, the Boston Globe wrote an article about how when hockey players come to Ottawa, they would specifically go and like buy a shitload of frozen Golden Palace egg rolls. I don't, Simon, I'm not going to lie. I don't see anything special about them either. The only good thing about them is you can ask to have them split. Yeah, so the, then yeah. you get four ends that are like, have that deep fried crust For those who don't them. know how to use a knife. <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> what did I just say? You can't use a knife on Christmas, so you need your egg roll split. Yes, that's part of the, that's part of the Hebrew so fucking all <laughs> no knives. all ends... Have that deep fried crust on them. Oh, before they're cooked. Yes, Kamar. Yes. <laughs> Fucking All four ends. I think they cook them twice, though. Don't they cook them and then deep fry them? I don't know how okay, the magic's made. <laughs> Those are kosher. My bad. And then 
This is the strangest turn in the podcast. She was talking about how she was seeing a horse as a therapeutic animal. That's totally normal. And Joe goes, have you seen Mr. Hands? Like, just just a great transition, and then Simon, eyes are getting bright. Well, just before Mr. Hands, um, there's a lot of people who uh, use horses as... um, Meat. Therapeutic animals. Therapeutic animals. Thank you, Kamara. I actually know a couple of uh, women who do that as an occupation, and I always used to think it was a... Sham? No, a, you know, dog type situation. But then who was telling us the other, weren't they on Rogan where they were talking about getting an orgasm from riding on the saddle? And then I started thinking, oh, well, how many of these people are just loving this? Just sex therapy? It's just, well, you're getting off. I don't it's think you reducing. ride them though. I thought it was just, you just pet them. I'm, I don't know what you do. I'm just saying if, if they're doing it, it's releasing all these endorphins and it's just that confusion between... But I could also see it being just a, you know, you love your horse, like the same way you love your dog. And now we can talk about Mr. Hands. But neither you guys, and nor am I, uh, the type of person who's sitting around bored is like, hey, do you want to see a horse fucking dude? No, I can't watch your mom's. The live show for your mom's house is unwatchable this, for this me. This just led right into yeah, it. Yeah, I only want special... to see animals fucking each other. I don't want to Again, see them fucking. It's a, special, it's a special type of person that wants to be grossed out like that, eh? I, I think it's unnecessary, but they're doing successful. People love it. People must be sending in like their own private videos. You don't like that? Uh, no, I didn't rush out to see Two Girls, One Cup or Mr. Hands or anything. No. Okay. And, and I'm not a sharer of the grotesque. What does that either. mean? Like sending to other people? Sending to other people. Have you ever got anything gross from me? No, maybe, maybe a skateboarding injury, but even then, yeah, no, you're not a sharer. You're right. I think it's always interesting when someone says, Hey, do you want to see something disgusting? Do you ever say yes? No, Joe does. Joe did in this situation. He didn't have to bring up Mr. Hands. Well, I think he really went out of his way too. like, it wasn't, he couldn't just let it go. He was like, lady, you have to see this guy get fucked almost to death by this horse. He knew that she had just come from your mom's house. Oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, so he knew she was down to clown. And she was and talking about the size of that horse's cock. Maybe Joe wants to be more like your mom's house because he can do that now on Spotify. Like, he, there's no risk of him being yanked down. I thought it was funny that Jane Does, was like... That I, doesn't make sense to you? No, but you, now that you're bringing it up, it makes a lot... Now that you're bringing it up, I'm thinking to myself, how has Joe not started his own thing? Like, Tom and Christina did it. They have far less money. And they do just as many podcasts? Well, I don't think he needs to. Nothing can be about money at this point, you know? He made like $600 million off that fucking Spotify deal. I thought it was like $2 trillion. Well, it's a lot. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's a lot, man. I know it's not about money, but he seems to still enjoy making it. So let's make it about money, okay? My point is, he's the free speech guy. We've talked about this multiple times. Tom and Christina have created what cannot be canceled. Right? Maybe he feels like he'd be going backwards because that's pretty much what the man show was, right? I guess, yeah. Either way, I cut Kamara off. Go ahead, Kamara. Just do clips. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I will never. I, I am somewhat intrigued. If one of you guys got it, I'd have to look, but I'm not going to buy to watch a guy shit in another guy's mouth and to pick it up, which she, I mean, she did qualify. Yeah, I've just seen this. I see anything, but I thought Joe was 
a little pushy. And then Jamie was like, I don't, I don't want to download it. It's unsafe. Like, he's going to. Well, he's got a $14,000 MacBook <laughs> Pro. He's like, I don't want to fucking. The Russians are already in here. I will say this. I can't watch people get severely injured, but there's a level where it's funny. There's, there, there's, a, there's a perverse curiosity, but it's. What's, well, but it, what's the level? Like, I don't know. Like, like Jaws falling off where he breaks his jaw there. Is that too much for you? I'm just putting yes, it into that, skateboarding that threw, I threw up. Last time I watched that, I threw up. The guy who gets launched way up in the air and then falls down and he loses his shoes. Jake Brown? Yeah. I can watch That's that. I'd rather not. That's a line. It's funny because he loses his shoes. But I don't laugh and at And he that. lives. Hold no, on. I, he lives. That's why yeah. I can laugh. If he died, we wouldn't be. But hold on. But I... But, uh, Let's let's also back it up. That's not one where I laugh at. That's one where you're just like, holy fuck, how do we not just watch someone die? I'm talking like, do you ever see when Tom does horrible or hilarious with guests? No, no, I, I don't because I don't want to find. Okay, so like half of those I laugh at because it's like someone getting injured. What, like stepping on a rake? Is it like America's Funniest Home Videos? No, like there's one that Tom always brings up where there's an Asian gentleman in a very tight, um, it's like a mechanic's carport. And they haven't decided whether he's remote controlling the car or whether someone's driving it. But the point is, is the car is backing up into this thing and he's right there. And there's a camera in the car and there's like a hump and it gets over the hump and just keeps fucking it. I mean, it looks like it takes his legs off, but it's the scream of this guy. That's fucking hilarious. And the fact that you know Tom dug into it. The guy didn't lose his legs. He's he's alive. He's fine. So that, I guess, would be the... That's the upper echelon of pain where... I don't want to see blood or broken bones. How about that? Or shit. Yeah, no. I don't want to see shit either. I don't want to no. see any of that stuff. Like, I have no interest yeah, to see We have an agreement. Stuff. I just thought you were into that. Like... No, no. I, I thought I, that was your shtick. I go, uh, Zoophilia, your mom's house. It's unnecessary. Zoophilia? But, Zoo, oh, that's zoo. the, uh, the uh, yeah. Mr. Hands. Like Tom likes Something hearing like people scream. That's to him the funniest thing on earth because he's kind of a serial killer. Okay. Like that he has a video of this army guy whose parachute is kind of fucked and he's coming in pretty hot and he knows it too. Like he, you, you can hear him. He's like, fuck, 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 fuck. And when he hits the ground, he clearly breaks one or both of his legs and is just wailing in agony. And Tom is like, it's well, like the funniest thing he's ever heard. Like, I've never watched that Mr. Hands video. I've never seen it either. Yeah. Wouldn't want to. I the mean, there's, there's part of me that, like, if you pulled it up right now, I'd probably watch it. Yep. You I had, wouldn't. But I would never, like, pull... I would First of all, I would afraid, be afraid that that would, like, alert me to a certain authority through yeah. my <laughs> telephone. So I wouldn't want to even, like, Google that. But... But there are... Crazy as sounds, people out there that are fascinated by shit, you know, or, or whatever, like shit on the table. Well, like, listen, uh, I can remember this vividly. Like, this is something that has stuck with me my whole life. We were in Amsterdam. I went there, like, traveling when I was, like, 18 or something. And in the red light district, they had all these um, video stores, like, you know, sex type, just weird shops and whatever. Yeah, it was a whole, district. Yeah, it was a whole fucking yeah. free-for-all in there. And um, I remember going into one of the video places and, like, back here, you'd have to go into the special room, you know, behind the curtains. Yeah, yeah. So 
that never happened because you didn't want to like, you couldn't so you like. You had to go in disguise. Well, yeah, you had to get in and get out if you wanted to do that. You couldn't fuck around. But here we could take our time and we were really looking at some of these videos. And I remember looking at this one and it was called like glass toilets or something. And premise speaks for itself. It was a fucking glass toilet. And on the back you could see like somebody shitting on somebody else and we thought this was fucking hilarious there it like, is so you've changed and we were laughing and laughing and the guy who owns the store came over <laughs> and he gave us this big speech or maybe i've built it into a big speech in my head but the premise was like what do you care what someone's into sexually more just like this is normal here you guys are fucking weird get out of here you know yeah, and yeah, yeah. i just was like that's always been I mean, Joey. And ever since I fucking love shitting video. No, I'm just. Joey Diaz tells that story about going into uh, like a strip club or some like fucking. Yeah, I think it was a strip club in New York in like the early 90s when he was young. And how there was a guy sitting in like a, a kiddie pool and just had a sign on him that was like, spit on me, piss on me. What? Yeah, and he was just covered in. Joey was like, yeah, I fucking hawked the big fuck. You don't remember him talking about that? No, that's disgusting. Why? What's hey man, the, that was his fetish. That's his kink. Yeah. That's, his kink. that's the guy. Oh, the guy wanted this. Yes. He identified as a toilet. Uh, like that makes me want to puke, you know? you, t oh, Dude, gross. Your mom's house has played a bunch of videos. There's, there's guys that like pay money to go and hang out in people's septic tanks. Okay. You see, disgusting. I mean, again, it's not hurting anyone, right? So it's a weird, I, I'm with you because you're like, you're repulsed. No, I'm just like imagining, I, I guess they make millions and millions of dollars and that's how you can, but if you're just like, imagine you were us and our fucking podcast was watching that type of shit and you're making nothing, you know what I mean? And then you have that's to tell people game. that that's what you do. I, I just, ugh, ugh, Listen, ugh. I'm embarrassed enough to tell people I do this. No, this is what I'm saying. Like... <laughs> What else you got, Kamara? Did you know it? Ben and Jerry's do not sell yeah. in Israel? Yeah. So that's in support of Palestine. Yes. That's recent. That's interesting because I believe they are former tribe members. That's what Chappelle's in trouble for, too, that people don't want to talk about. Why are they former tribe? They've denounced well, no, their Judaism? If, if they, they don't want to share their wares with the country of Israel. No, I thought Israel banned them because they were pro-Palestine. Oh, it's the other way around. No. I thought it was their boycotting the country, my bad. They're boycotting selling to Israel? I believe they did it first, and I'm sure Israel has like a preempt was like, well, we don't oh, even know. No, want. no, I don't even no know. No one doesn't sell ice cream. I don't we even. don't take your ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the story. Yeah, Ben and Jerry's, I, I didn't, a couple months ago, Ben and Jerry's released a tweet. I, I can't remember what it was, but they were heavily in favor of Palestine. And they said from this point forward, we are no longer selling ice cream to Israel. We were only supply. There was a couple of points they made. It wasn't just Israel. supply our ice cream to Palestine. For free. For free. No, I'm... They're airdropping in Ben and Jerry's to the Palestinians. Yeah. Just half is uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream and then the other half are like missiles. Yeah. What would be the, what would be the Palestinian They're flavor? funding the other side, Kamar. It was a... It was a joke. Chocolate star state... Two state solution, peanut butter. Two 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 state peanut butter solution. Peanut butter and Chocolate Hamas. Swirl. <laughs> well, that'd be gross. Hamas and ice cream. The peanut butter solution is that the name of that movie? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Wow, no, really... peanut butter falcon. No, no, that's a different. Movie. No, this no. is before your time. Oh, oh no, stop don't. saying that because he's very close to. <laughs> I was eight when I saw that. 
I keep thinking so that he you wasn't were born, born in like 1990. Um, black yeah, church. You, you think I'm like four foot two? Born and, in 1990. Yeah. yeah. No. Black church is the most entertaining of all the churches. If you're going to go to church, go to black church. Yeah, of course. And I love gospel music, as weird as that yeah, sounds. Yeah, uh, even Kanye has some gospel songs. You know what some of my favorite some music listen. is? Um, African, like, tribe, tribe music. music. Fucking yeah. love that, too, yeah. Like, again, Rhythmic. I'll talk about the movie Power of One, yeah. which I do all the time, because it's Stephen Dorff at his best, and just a real epic. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's all... African music in it. There's a hip hop producer named Jay Rawls that did a whole like tribute to Africa album where he just sampled like African trucks. Fucking, it's, it's really good. It's really weird though. So I had this soundtrack when I was a kid. Yeah. Because I love the movie so much. So I bought the soundtrack and all the music was this African music and I memorized it all. So I know all these African songs. But My I favorite have about, no idea what I'm saying. I love know? that you say that too because I've memorized them too and it's like, well, I don't remember. You just memorize sounds. Well, this is it. Yeah. Matthew, you might as well be speaking Bigfoot. Yeah. Those are just sounds. That's a more beautiful language than Bigfoot. Uh, dude, I could play you some recordings. They're pretty horrific. Of the samurai Screeching. chatter. Um, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty interesting. So the black church talk about persuasion and stuff. And what do you think all those McDojo life videos are? Is that everyone's in on it, or yeah? It's, it's a whole big ruse. Here's my problem, okay? Here's my problem. I assume that most of them are fucking ruse. But we know nothing. It isn't impossible. And I, I there might be a person out there who has a touch of death. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm saying it. Yeah. Okay, but do you think that they're putting their murder on YouTube? No, absolutely okay, not. Okay, so then... Yeah. <laughs> So these, what you're but saying not is, all those people are getting murdered. Like some of it isn't touch of death. So like, no, but this is my point. Can I? Could I? Here. So you have a look, touch of death, Matt, but you have control over it, right? You know, and then it falls. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't have this. Yes, but you see that on the internet. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, that is. You know, some trick of the camera. Is so you there... think that one time out of a hundred. Okay, not one in a hundred. You get what I'm saying, though. It isn't ah. impossible. One in a million. If it's one in a million, all you need is one. But, okay, so let's say there is one. If they can't teach it, what does it even matter? I feel like that was just a mic drop moment. Sorry? No, but on. it wasn't a mic drop moment. A, because the mics are on booms. And B, because well, that's the whole science thing, right? Like, you have to be able to recreate the event. But if it's just one person who can do it and they can do it multiple times. This is my point though, Simon. Let's say like, let's say a kid was born tomorrow who could shoot lightning out of their hand. Yeah, man. Now they do all the tests. They figure out why it happens, but they can't recreate it in anyone else. And this kid can't teach it. Okay. It's not a martial art at that point. No, but that's pretty fucking amazing that there's a person out there who can shoot lightning out of his head. It is, but what Joe's point is that it's called McDojo because you can't then have a class called Lightning Palm where you teach people your, right? In the, Okay, hear me out here. I'm listening. Let's say you're an ancient Chinese master. Okay. okay. And you've gotten this information that's been passed down generation through generation through generation. Mm -hmm. and About the it, lightning hand. It, let's say it's the lightning just hand. for the sake just of for argument. the sake of argument the trick to the lightning hand has to do with like opening your mind enough that you can like click a switch and change to electricity mode i'm totally making shit up mm -hmm. here you yeah understand? i'm with you i'm still with you 
if that gets passed down, that information is passed down, it's not impossible that that person can then teach that to somebody else. That's none of that is impossible. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. I would never presume to know. Have you watched any of these McDojo videos? I know there are, like I said, one in a million. Why would you put it on the internet? That would be like, why would you even tell anyone? Well, I don't think you put it on the internet. I think it's a training video to get disciples. <laughs> Someone grabs it and puts it on the internet on McDojo Life. But this thinking has every UFC Dana White should offer an exhibition million dollars. To one, one of these, yeah. <laughs> just just yeah. Or the one guy just stops yeah. him and then behold. I'm with that. I love this plan. <laughs> don't you love I it? I love that. I, I'd love it should be the first card of the main event, uh, the first card of the main card every night. They walk out like just first thinking fight. this is going to be easy. Well, you've seen that video where it's like a UFC guy and he's fighting one of these people who think that they have like an ability. I haven't seen it, no. And they're like both sitting there kind of kneeling at each other from across the ring or some sort of fucking thing. And then the guy just rushes him right away and fucking gets on top of him and just beats the fucking <laughs> living hell out of him. Yeah. Like, it wasn't entertaining. If he had magic, he would have used it. Yeah, There's well, no doubt well, about well, we, it. We'll cycle through them all and we'll so, finally find the unicorn. Well, no, I mean, uh, again, there there has got to be. Well, you got to use your conspiratorial hat too and just think that someone does have lightning palm, but they're releasing these videos to make it seem like lightning palm students. is impossible, right? Yeah, I mean, in that case, it would be the government because they're using lightning palm to like invade other countries, but they don't want to let anybody know that lightning palm exists. So best way to do that, release a, release a bunch of phony lightning palm videos. Gotcha, okay. But I mean, you're the type of guy, it seems like, you bring him a body of a Bigfoot and you're like, well, that's not enough. I need another body. I think body, that'd be enough you know? Yeah. Would one body be enough? <laughs> yeah. Really? One, one, All I've asked for is enough. a clear video. I don't even need a body. Oh, dude. Don't okay. do this. No, no. You, I no, have stumbled. You started it. Oh, I've started it. I don't care. I'm. That's all I want to talk about. You know how you said why? What did you watch this week? Only Bigfoot videos. Like I found this new site where there are so many. I had no idea. I had no idea. And there is all this old footage, like as old as the Patty footage, that I've never seen before. Dude, I'm telling you, there are weird things about yeah. like. Ancient Egypt, for example, uh -huh. why um, they don't want you to know certain things. Mm -hmm. And I'll go back to, you know. Go like, back to Tepe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, no, but I mean, even in Egypt, like it's really obvious on some of those um, pyramids that you can see, like it's like these giant stones at the bottom. And then as it goes up, the craftsmanship gets different and they start using like different techniques because it's they've been rebuilt on top of previous things i just bigfoot is the same man i don't know i would never presume bigfoot to is know. a pyramid crafted no. upon a pyramid yes exactly no what i'm saying is i would never presume to know why they've chosen to not let us know that mm -hmm. like i don't know how do you feel about the unicorn but they're doing that with bigfoot too well i mean if you believe he has a cloaking device that could just be a defense mechanism that he has no control over Ooh, Bigfoot? Yeah. Um, right? Like a chameleon. Well, chameleons do have the ability to... Okay, fine. They're not like a chameleon. Well, I assume they would have control over it, but whatever. Anyways, that... Well, why are you making assumptions about Bigfoot? Uh, I shouldn't. That's what you hate. 
I, I know, but I'm just trying to paint a picture in okay. my head, you know? Um, unicorns, Kamar? How do you feel about the unicorn? Do you know it's the national animal of Scotland? Yeah, it's really weird. And it's mentioned in the Bible. I would assume that unicorns existed at some point. Um, Something for a Bigfoot to ride? Well, no, you see, now you're just being <laughs> ridiculous. Um, you know that Norwals exist. Yes, the unifish. So there are... The unawhale. The unifish. A unicorn of the sea. I also saw just the other day, there are these like antelope and one of them grew a horn right out of his head. So it's possible. Oh, that's what you skipped over. But what about the wings? That's not a unicorn. That's a pegasus. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then why couldn't a fucking totally yeah, a horse with a fucking... Mis- Dude, get out of here. That I thought we were talking about that Pegasus. That one just seems super simple to me. It's it does, just a horn, yes. and it ended up being really impractical. Because I was going to ask you about like the griffin then. Well, the griffin to me is like a really interesting one too. A lot, it, flying lion? Well, we just, ass- a flying? we just assume that there's no viability to some of these species mating with each other. But have we tried them all? Do you know what I mean? Like a, we a parrot and a... Of course, of course, I assume they've tried to mate a lion and a tiger. That would make sense. But has anybody tried to mate an eagle and a mountain lion or something? Imagine if that was the undoing. Of everything? Yeah. We just make We create one one and and it's just game fucking over. It just becomes the apex predator of the earth and that's it. I'm glad we're still in animals because we skipped over there talking about biggest dicks. Mm -hmm. And for fish, it's got to be the whale, right? Have I ever seen a whale dick? It's gotta be the whale whale. dick. Well, you've seen the bone, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I've seen the bone, yeah. yeah. And land animals gotta be the hippopotamus? I'm gonna say Bigfoot. You think Bigfoot is packing... That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Massive heat. That's fair. They said Bigger than a horse. Bigger than a horse, I would think. think Hold on, so you think he's walking upright with just a third leg? Oh, he's a tripod, he's a tripod. No, 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 I think they're so big... That you don't, we don't even but understand. bigger than a horse, really. Well, I, I figure a horse is probably like 600 pounds. I think like a certain, uh, depending on where they are in the world, certain Bigfoots are probably like a thousand plus pounds. How so tall are bears, are they? but they don't have big dicks. Between like nine and oh, 10 feet in some places. I t- <laughs> so, no, because I've never seen a big bear dick. And what, if it's a snake, just one big dick, would that give it to the anaconda? That's a reptile, different species. I don't think that's how this works. Um, I found it interesting that they said that horse has a particularly big dick. I think it was particularly because I can't tell you. Anally pierced. Like I haven't looked at enough horses' dicks to know if one horse is back in heat compared to the others. You know, nor have I. But I, I, I have been driving, you know, at speed on a highway, and you can see when. Well, when it's big enough that even when you're going elef- 70 or 80. Elephants have the biggest dicks. That's what I think hippopotamus. I think hippopotamus. No, no, no. Elephants are bigger, man. Have you ever seen an elephant piss? Yeah, it's just a fire hose. It's like gigantic. So it's the elephant. Yeah, the elephant. I think I, bigger than Bigfoot for sure. I'm glad I got back to the big butts because this brings you the next one. I find out Joe has guests and they always talk about, and I don't think this ever happened to me when I was young. Did you guys ever know any girls who'd rather take the butt to avoid pregnancy? 
I no, mean, I always heard of these unicorns. That is a unicorn. I always heard of I these unicorns, but I never met them myself. An urban legend. Yeah, it definitely because seems like propaganda. Every girl on the I block. I was going to say, that's so fitting that we were talking about unicorns because yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. I, dude, in, I'm not saying I have like a huge kill list, but like I, I think in my life I slept with, oh no, two. I slept with two girls that were just like, throw it in whenever. But not to avoid pregnancy. No, they were just but I'm just saying, like whatever. girls that were down to get fucked in the ass. It's not like it, it's consenting listen, to it. Yeah, no, that's they, like a no birthday thing that you got to like fight for. Yeah, for, yes, 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 yes. Get out of here. But uh, these young girls who were just like, no, I think you should go down there. I've never. I. I it, it's an urban legend. Legend. But urban legend. Joe knew them all. <clears throat> yeah. No, I've. I, Maybe in the States, but I, I never, never, never encountered one of those here. Um, she asked Joe what she, he thinks the solution was, and he said, uh, microdosing, hallucinogenics. Did you guys see Nine Perfect Strangers? Yes. I think that's what the purpose of that show was. To get us all ready for microdosing? I guess ready, but just get that into the psyche, the therapy through psychedelics. I don't think it was an amazing show. No, it was terrible. I heard terrible. I wasn't terrible. Mary said the book was much better. I didn't like it. She enjoyed the book. It seemed like it had like a good start to it, but I don't know. Had Bobby Convalley had a sex scene with um, what's her name? What's her name? That would have been a five Jamie Vernon's. Melissa McCarthy. That would have done it. I was for waiting you? for the whole thing. The tension was building. Just throw her in the sauna. You wanted to see her pull like a Lena Dunham and just show it all to you? I think she's sexy for a bigger girl. And she's got a weird thing that her husband always has to be in productions, eh? He was the uh, he, cop on the plane. Was, in, wherever uh, she is, he's there. You know the wedding one? Uh, a wedding? Oh, uh, with Tina Fey? Yeah. What was that? Bridesmaids. 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 Was Tina Fey in that? I don't think she was in that. Anyways. Oh, it was um, Kristen. Oh, it's it's, uh, it's Kristen Wig. Wig, wig, yeah. wig, wig, wig. Anyway, whatever. The same he, person. He's the air marshal. Who well, she everything like, she tries does, to he's get there with on the plane because she's a sexual beast, and if he's not around, she just jumps Is on. Is that a, why? A no, I don't know. Oh. Casting aspersions. Hilarious. Uh, she's just sleeping her way through Hollywood. Well, no, she isn't because he's always on set. Yeah. So whenever she needs it, he just they go to the trailer. Oh, I didn't know that was the reason, but. And you know she's cousin with Jenny McCarthy. I've said it many times. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Great seed, great the seed. Original anti-vaxxer. The original anti-vaxxer. Yes, patient zero, pretty much. Um, and then she dropped that she Before knew. Before it was cool. <laughs> she dropped that she knew De Niro. And not I just really knew De Niro. Well, I think she was going along in life, like, and that changed her life. More though, more so... That she said in this part, I mean, she got producer credits on the movie, but the movie wasn't that amazing. I didn't see it, but I think it, I think it changed her life, and she became Jessica Kirsten, who is now on the Joe Rogan Experience, taking ki- taking names and kicking ass. Either Harvey way. Keitel joined the war just to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit! He's so fucking hardcore, Harvey Keitel. He's in a new Lanks Lanks here. You guys have watched that? That's when. Sorry. What, who's the Jewish mobster? Meyer Lansky. Lansky. He has Lansky's out. And it just looks like another three hour. I don't think I can get through this. <laughs> that was when like actors were just regular people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they had just finished in the war. 
came back, acted in movies. Well, I also found that, it, yes, that I mean, the acting wasn't great a lot, too, in movies. Well, Harvey Keitel was always good. Yeah, I'm just saying, though, there was a lot of, like, oh, we just found this really good-looking rugged guy on the bus, mm. and we gave him, like, the main role, and now he's in everything. That you makes know, that, sense. That happened there's just le- There's more, and, like, there's just Marlon Brando. He, that was, you know what I mean? And there was... Orson Welles. Five Marlon Brandos when you get your Brad Pitt or Robert Redford, like, uh, Warren Beatty. Well, what about who's the guy who died in the car crash there? James, James, James Dean. Dean. Yeah, didn't last long enough to see what he really could do. Uh, but she mentioned a bunch of movies, and uh, our uh, choices today are Ray, Taxi Driver, or Raging Bull. Which I think you've all seen all of them. I don't know that I saw. I Ray. haven't seen Ray. The yeah. God, what you haven't seen Ray with Jamie Foxx? No. So that's between Taxi Driver and Raging Bull. Let's go with Raging Bull. Raging Bull it is. I don't like either of them. Well, Ray was the newer one. Pick a whole new movie. Are you guys going to talk over this fucking theme song? Or am I going to play the goddamn Sorry, theme man. song? Sorry. Now i got to start Sorry, from Tyler. the beginning. Saturday Slow Movie Game, where Simon and Matt go head to head to find out what year a movie came out, how much it cost to make, and how much it made at box office. That also reminds me, uh, young Tyler got COVID. Hey. He said it ain't no joke, so Prayers. I hope... Uh, Prayers to yeah, you. We hope you get better. Tyler, get well soon, pal. I hope pal. you get better. I'm sorry I talked over your... Uh, it's all right. We played the whole thing, man. Uh, what hey, are we doing? Taxi Driver Taxi Raging Driver Bull? and Raging Bull? You reject them? Uh, I will do them. We're doing two? I thought we were just doing one. We're doing Raging Bull then. Okay. That's what you were. That's what we're doing. Joe Pesci, Raging Bull. Raging Bull starring Robert De Niro, uh, which Joe said was the first movie where an actor gained weight. I don't know if that's accurate, but he gained weight during the filming of it because he was skinny and fat. So maybe that's Raging Bull. What he was talking about. And he inspired many other actors to do it. If I remember correctly, this also took like 10 years to make. Directed by Martin Scorsese, screenplay by Paul Schrader, Marduk Martin, Raging Bull, My Story by Jake LaMotta, Joseph Carter, Peter Savage, starring Robert De Niro and uh, Joe Pesci. You ready, Matt? With a year? I mean, I just fucking obviously threw out a total guess. But yeah, I said 74. I said 78. 1980. Wow, 1980. I was not even fucking Well, it was done close. in black and white, which probably threw you guys off. You no, 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 no. It, the black and white didn't. Silver screen. I just screen. genuinely thought it was way earlier than 1980. Um, I'm not going to be close, so I'll just throw it out. I said it Oh, no, no. Sorry, I haven't, I oh. haven't done mine yet. Keep talking amongst yourselves. I just did the year. We okay, sorry. Well, I was just so ready yeah, to yeah, fail. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. You're good. So, um... It's obviously extra difficult to do anything that came out before you were born. There's a sweetest Ray was going to be the sweetest spot, and uh, I just never saw it. I, I can't believe that. You don't like his music, Ray? You like his music? Oh, I don't like black people. No, ah. I'm <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I know. You know what? I don't know why I didn't, Kamar. There's no good reason for it to I be don't honest. Know why I'm drawing a blank on his name? 
Who, Jamie Foxx? No, Ray. Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Oh, my God. That's, I could. I was just like, there's no way he can't think of Ray Charles. Sure. I was, was <laughs> going to say Ray Parker, Ghostbusters. <laughs> right, I'm ready. Ray Parker Jr. part of Go me. ahead, Matty. All right. I said uh, it cost $14.8 million to make, which is probably fucking absolute lunacy. And I said it made 46.7, which was also probably absolute lunacy. I said it cost $4 million to make, and it made 65 Matt, I thought you were going to nail it. It cost $18 million to make. Whoa. Oh, my. I, yeah, I think it took a couple years to make, and it only made $23.4 million oh. at the box office. Half of what I said. Whatever. That sucks. I thought you, I thought you were going to go low, low, low. What a lame movie. No, because in my it head, I thought, no, game. you know what I was thinking? I, was, I, I still was like, it's a Scorsese. It's got, you know, <laughs> and I, d- I didn't want to go too high because of the year, and I, d- I don't know. It's a Scorsese. Yeah, like now. art. Yeah, yeah. It, because it got made, Scorsese got more of yeah, I know. Scorsese yeah. being Scorsese. Simon, what are you doing? <laughs> and that's the movie game. Sweet Brought to you not by nobody right now. You want to grab me a Red Bull? I need, I'm, I'm going to fucking, my eyes are going to shut. Is there water or anything for me too? Yeah. Grab water to the right. Grab one to the right. There's the coldest ones. Sorry, I had to fill it when I got here. I thought it was interesting. One of the things Joe Thank said, you, how, how weird acting is. Thank you, Simon. It's been a while since we've touched. Whoa, whoa. Hey, you guys are double V'd. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> you guys are double V'd. Um, no matter if you even know the person, you buy into them as the character. And your brain just makes the deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. And I was thinking today when they said, because I listened to this today, um, when they said this, all movies should be new actors. You should only get one shot. No, that's yeah. crazy. And we there are enough people in the world and enough good Everyone actors, gets I'm a shot. sure. And some people aren't actors, can act. Yeah, I'm fine with giving people a chance, but there are people <laughs> that are such good actors that you definitely want to see them in a plethora of roles. Okay, they should change their face every time they go on camera. Like plastic surgery? No, you okay. don't have to go that far. There's great prosthetics these days. Okay, fair enough. But we... It, like, why do we have to suspend our disbelief? I'm watching William Shatner leading us on a spaceship, and then next thing I know, he's... PJ uh, Hooker. Thank you. Uh, uh, Out-of-work police officer. But you realize that by the sheer the fact that you're watching a film, you're suspending your disbelief, right? Like, that doesn't go away. I, I'm saying, so we already... It's amazing. We already have to s- suspend our disbelief. Like, it, we already have to take ourselves and put ourselves somewhere else. Yeah. It's hard enough to do that without you know having these like constants because that's the first thing that throws you off you know could someone tj hooker what's he doing in outer space could someone who came from a time before moving pictures existed not grass and just think it's all reality uh maybe i mean mean, that's potential that's so so far-fetched to be possible i don't think it would take them long to figure out that it wasn't well they wouldn't know what a camera is they wouldn't know that there's a a guy with a boom like all those things that your brain just goes it just blocks it out you know what i mean like those certain illusions when you see something if you look at it with both eyes the line in the middle disappears whatever i mean come on you're forgetting that film in itself is an illusion it is an illusion and that I just, I just think it's an amazing little you, lie we you, do to ourselves. You watch a movie and you're thinking like, oh, 
there's a boom guy there. And the if it gets bad, yes. There. Like, people are actually standing here I mean, maybe if this. you see the boom mic. I was going to say, sometimes the boom does dip in and they don't edit it out. That's sometimes always Sometimes there's sloppy. scenes that last for a long time that are way more impressive. Like, how they do that. And whenever they do a turnaround, that's always cool, right? Well, no. The coolest is the long shots. But do you know what I mean? They turn around, so all of a sudden... It, yeah, that's, that, it looks like there's no crew or anything anywhere because they've got a full 360, and I don't even know how they do it. With a drone. They're also breaking one of the oldest rules in the fucking book. There's like a 180 rule in film where you're not supposed to go past the plane. So like, let's say I, let's say I had that camera right here, and I wanted to get a shot. Like, I have you in the middle. I'm not supposed to go past that axis right there. That's probably with a stationary camera you're saying that. Now that they have drones, though, I well, no, what he's talking about, they don't do drones. They'll physically have everyone moving around with the camera. Yes, so that's how it's in done. The, in the olden days, and now I would imagine that they have drones. Mm-mm. They could use that. I, I think it's all... It, it. First of all, it's mostly robotic cameras. That's the key to a lot of the shots you see now, is these arms where... Because they can get the same shot every time, and it's like with a human, you can't guarantee. So the one limitation to that? Go on. The arm. So now with drones, why would if you can just have one buzzing around? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they do it? that now. I thought it was always cool. I'm just saying, man. That I seems it's like it's cool. the future. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, how he does that, it goes from set to actually happening to the break. Do you know what I mean? I, I get so into his movies. That's the last thing I'm thinking about. I'm no, just but he watching. does it purposely in it, and he still doesn't take you out of it. Well, Seven Psychopaths, I think, is like one of my favorite examples of. Have you seen it? I have, but I, I, I'm not sure. What, what, is, what is Seven Psychopaths? That's Sam uh, Rockwell, Colin Farrell. It's great. I just watched it the other day. It's one of my yeah. favorite movies ever. But the idea that like he's writing the film and then the film you're watching slowly becomes the film that he's writing. You know what I mean? Like that. I, it's kind of like Icarus. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, acting is weird. That's a, I really thought like, why do I buy it every time? And I, Kamar, you want to? She mentioned Meisner, the Meisner acting technique. technique. It is, it's the weirdest fucking thing on earth. I had to do it for nine months, and I still don't fully grasp what the first two weeks is. Just like I'm not kidding this either. The first week was you and me sitting across from each other in a chair, silently. In front of the class for like 10 minutes. Kamar could not do that. If I want to be an actor. And then the next week, it's me saying yes and you saying no. Who's who's the guy who played the Punisher and he was in Tom Jane? Talking Dead, Walking Dead. Yeah, the the bad guy who sleeps with his wife in Walking Dead. Not a bad guy. He was the best friend. And he was in... uh, I don't remember his name. But you know the actor. Have you oh, watched? oh, uh, yes, I know who you're talking about. That Punisher. Okay, yeah. And he was just on Hot Ones. Yeah. And he might it might have been Eisner, but he he's an actor actor guy. Yeah. You saying you had to read a newspaper in front of all the people, mm-hmm. and then they would ask you questions. You would answer, and then after you had to say who asked you the question. I I don't know if that's the same technique, but. You know, so that idea of like you're doing something, you have no idea how that applies to acting. Well, what right? it did, what I believe the what I believe it does is that 
what you eventually get to with Meisner is activities. So you have to come in with an activity, whatever the fuck. It does, he didn't care what it was. You just had to keep yourself busy for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Acting at your activity. No, not acting. You are doing a fucking activity. If you come in with Sudoku, a if whatever. you come in with a deck of cards and your goal is to build a house of cards, you better build that fucking house of cards. That's it. And then eventually what happens is someone comes in to the room and then you act out a scene while you're still trying to do this. And what it's supposed to do is take you out of your head. So you're no longer thinking about the fact that you're acting. You're just like so in the scene. The weirdest part is I watched it break people. I know as weird as that sounds. I was trying to, how did we get here? Because she mentioned Meisner. She did. Okay. Yeah. She did. Because we were like, talking. Did we never come back from the movie game? Well, no, because she was talking about how uh, De Niro's like a Meisner trained actor. Mm, what was it, Cartel? I don't know. One Whatever. of them. Gotcha. The guy I learned it from learned from Sanford Meisner. He was a fucking psychopath. Sounds like a cheap guy. I mean, De Niro, that's who she's friends with, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and Harvey. He's done some crappy movies, but I rewatched all the um, Meet the Parents, that whole... The Fockers, yeah. He's fucking funny, man. Uh, I don't care. He, he was really funny. He plays the character. He can do a lot. Listen, Casino and Goodfellas. That cements it. Oh, like, it he could do 50 garbage films. Yeah, like uh, The Irishman. Okay, whatever. The point Twilight. being... Taxi Driver and Cape Fear. He did Twilight? The Twilight of his career was... I mean, oh, Cape Fear was a great one. Cape Fear is great. Listen, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, they're all great. But I'm just saying, for me, like Casino, that whole... Oh, Casino and Goodfellas. Those are the ones. I agree. Goodfellas is... It's great. Probably my favorite movie ever. That or Shawshank, I don't know. I wish he had gone more the Midnight Run, Robert De Niro, though. Because that was that sort of cop that doesn't play by the rules sort of thing, you know what I mean? He could have gone that way, but... Like Al Pacino. I think he's more a bad guy than a good guy throughout his career. Have you guys seen Dog Day Afternoon? That's a I fucking... I don't think Pacino. he is. Uh, yeah, I know it's Pacino. He, he's a bad guy. Casino's a bad guy. Oh, I guess well, he's, not, he's a, not. He's always he the, bad, the guy bad guy with like the heart of good gold. Goodfellas, he's a bad, bad guy. Bad guy with the heart of gold. Goodfellas, he's a bad guy. With a heart of gold. Karen, come here. I want to see a jacket. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think... I, in Goodfellas, he's not <laughs> a Joe good guy. Joe Pesci is the bad guy. Ace is the... Or sorry, not No, Ace, he's Jimmy uh, the Gent. Kate Fears is the bad guy that got... Jimmy. ...wrongly accused her. That's it. She's the tie-in. Kate Fear? Yeah. Was he wrongly accused? I don't think he was. No, but evidence was... Tampered. ...hidden yeah. that wasn't allowed, and so he didn't get a fair trial. But he, he I didn't get girl. no fair trial. Yeah, girl. and he pumped iron and got tattoos in prison and then went. That was a remake, eh? Yes. yes. Yeah. The original one is with. Uh, Isn't Nick Nolte in that too? Nick Nolte's well, the, he's the, the lawyer. father. The lawyer, yeah. Which is weird because really it should be the other way around. De Niro should be the. Um, yeah, the family lawyer. Man, yeah. the lawyer. And Nolte should and be the. Nolte should be the loose cannon who spent all those years in He jail. was a good guy in uh, Deer Hunter. Oh, I forgot about Deer Hunter. Wow. He won an Oscar for that, didn't he? I haven't seen Deer Hunter in a long time. No, neither have I. It makes you sad. That's when I should have been alive. I think that's what he won his Oscar for, though. De Niro. I think, so. I think he won it for uh, that the, was the what, Deer Hunter. That was what war? Vietnam. Vietnam War. Um, oh, also The Godfather. 
Okay. Oh my God! <laughs> Let's we forget. Wants well, two. He's in two. He's not in one. He's a he's a bad guy though. He's the ultimate bad guy. But he doesn't no, start he, off no because he he's in one. No, he isn't. He's young Vito Corleone. In number he's two. not in one. And I wouldn't say he's a bad guy. He's he's he's, he's forced into he's it the again. No, he's the, no, no, no. He's the god. You're missing the point. He's a bad oh. guy. Analyze this. No, no. Hard. He plays the young Vito who who isn't who isn't that bad yet. Hard he kills the Godfather anal- and become the Godfather. Analyze well, this. I totally forgot about analyze this. Yeah, Great analyze comedy. this. Yeah, and heart bad guy with a heart of bad gold. Guy. I think he's more of a villain. In the Falkers, he's a good guy, right? He's a bad guy with a heart of gold. He's a bad guy. Bad guy with a heart of gold. He's more a bad guy than a good guy. He's number he's a good guy in our hearts. Um The best is the story, sorry, real quick, of him yelling at his wife in the New York restaurant. This is why I have to do these (laughs) shitty movies. Sorry, go ahead, Kamara. I apologize. I think she knows one side of Bobby De Niro. He just seemed like the nicest guy ever. And I'm sure he has his dick side. Uh, Pickleball was huge in my camp, but it was called uh, Spyree. 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 Interesting. We played it a lot. And there was big tournament stuff. uh, I've never played it. I've never played legitimate pickleball. Like we've, I have paddles and we've played on a tennis court, but I didn't realize the The net was lower. Yeah. Probably makes a difference. I'm sure it does. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure it does. uh, And uh, man, camp was the best. I, 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 summer camp? You're describing pickleball. I looked it up and then I went to my summer camp. What I, camp did you go to? I went to Camp Panaka. Panaka. But the key was, and I only I only know this now because I remember everyone would wake up. You, you could wake up and go horse riding. There were certain activities that were like early morning. Then everyone jumped the lake. Then everyone would meet on the front dock, the whole camp, uh, sing the national anthem. That's okay. weird. Uh, <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. It was in Canada. Yeah. yeah Canada. And then we'd all go to the dining hall, eat a great big breakfast. How many people were in this camp? Like 25 people? 300. And you all met on the dock big. every day. It was big. It was okay. big. And, and it was like big. layers. Okay. And then you'd all uh, eat a hearty breakfast. Yeah. Then someone would say some sort of uh, morning devotional, inspirational speech. So you went to a religious camp? I guess so. Uh, someone would play something on piano. On the weekends, they'd have an hour-long sing-song where we'd all sing songs. Yeah, And then at night, I got butt-fucked by a priest. Oh, it was fucking Christian. No, camp. but a lot of camps were like that because they were owned by, like, um, the yeah, Y churches or, or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know what I mean? And well, when you went to camp, you'd sign up for one thing. Like Everyone had to take swimming, and then you'd sign up for one thing. It'd be sailing, canoeing, yeah. horseback riding. And then those would always be set. And every day you could choose whatever else you want to do. Lapidary, bushcraft. Why are you telling sports. us your whole camp schedule? Because look at how empty is. You asked about it. He I, is stoked I, did on I, camp. Hey, Matt, did I say, come on, tell me a whole day in the life of your camp? And then you play Spyree or pick a ball. That's how we got there. We used to have a... Oh, now he's going to tell us his. Yeah. <laughs> so want? we'd wake up in the morning. <laughs> he was just he was just pissed you were taking up his time. No, 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 no. I just couldn't. I thought he was getting to something and... Never, I only went to one camp, there. and I was lucky as shit to go. It was Woodward Skateboard Camp. Oh, that's a different kind oh, of camp. Oh, that's a cool camp. Yeah. I went to all sorts of camps. No Can I tell you, though? though? Can I tell you the worst part of it? The first day I get there, they have a rule, no skateboarding the first day, which seems ludicrous, doesn't it? To learn the lay of the land first? I mean, well, no, what they said is they was like, a lot of people get injured the first day because you're so you're gung-ho. So hyped, yeah. 
I found a way to get injured because we had nothing to do. There's a foam pit. Um, and everyone, there's like a rope to pull yourself out. So I climbed, I scaled up the wall of the, the skate park with the rope and then like swung into the foam pit. And as I let go, the rope wrapped around my leg at my knee yeah. and just fucking. And it so I had located your knee. No, no. I had rope burn like, oh. like six ways around my leg, right where your pad goes. Was, and you weren't supposed to. Go into the foam pit? Oh, no. They were like, don't do anything. Again, they were like... your whole trip? No, it made it very difficult, though. Because, like, my leg was... I mean, again, I wore a sweaty pad over this burn. All to seem cool. No, I was so bored. You don't know anyone, right? So, you know, you're just trying to fucking... I want to skate. Is it rude for a woman to ask about balding? No, I don't think so. Well, she did. I I was like... To Joe? To Joe, and then they brought up the tattoo things and stuff. It, and coincidentally, not for the tattoo for me, but my son, because he, you know what, doesn't matter. Go on. I was looking into that tattooing thing because Joe didn't understand. It's not a permanent thing. You have to like refresh it every couple of years or every year. Like it's but, but an it, ongoing. But it, it's not hair. It's just it's just a tattoo. Darkens a spot that there is no hair. It's right? just, imagine it's like a really water-based tattoo, kind of, I guess. So it's not on there forever. Okay, so it's like henna or something? It's not henna. It's way more. I know more, it's not it's henna, but I'm. more than that. Okay. But yeah, you have I'm to I'm just like, saying something along that line where it, it's not. Joe was making it seem like it was a normal tattoo that's going to fade over time. It does fade, and that's why, like, dude, there's a whole fucking process behind it. I just don't, I, I, I would never go up to someone like, wow, you're really losing your hair. Do you know what I mean? I think when you're talking to Joe, who but like dicks his head, did she it's a little say different? That? She just asked about balding. Like, is that is that hard for you or whatever? I mean, obviously, it's completely secure. I just thought it was strange. I agree with you. Walking, I think up, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, but I, I don't think even, in her case. I didn't even notice her ask like that. I just the only reason I say I don't think in her case is because Joe is open about it. He's got the scars. He bicks his head. And they're just friends having a chat. So listen, if you're having a, a candid chat with your friend and it's a genuine question, like, listen. That's they're got- actually not really friends, though. I don't know if you picked up on that. They oh, just okay. met. Oh, yeah, my bad. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's being friendly. But she She's- said that one time he met her at the cellar or whatever, they, they hit it off fine. So listen, I've like heard comics. Joe call people friends where yeah, I'm yeah, like, no, this isn't your enough. friend. No fair way. Enough, fair enough. Fair I enough. wish they'd name names when they said the worst is when a, a real famous person, top of top, comes in and bombs. Yeah. They're saying after one minute, and I've seen it, and it's just like, who, who is it? Tom Green. Oh, I'm sorry. That's who you think it is? No, no, no. No, I don't think, I don't think it's Tom Green. Who do you think it is? Uh, I think it might be Jeremy Piven or um, Colin Jost, maybe. I don't know. That seems like a weird flex that Jeremy Piven would walk into a comedy club and... He did. He did Apparently, a he, he wasn't a very good dude at one point. Oh, that I don't. You got me too. Had to turn to comedy, and it's more like, are you a comic or are you an actor? Like me, you get pushed back from both sides. I, I find him entertaining and stuff. I just wondered who it was, but uh, Tom Green, you mentioned one of the most endearing things is his last uh, interview with Norm Macdonald. It's really, uh, it's a good one. Hmm. Still missing Norm. Uh, yeah, and then they just did a bunch of comedy talk as if in 1980s there was five comedy clubs in Boston on one street. 
I don't even know if there's a comedy club in Boston now. Is that strange? There has to be a comedy club in Boston. No, but there's not five or six. Like There is. Was. She just played there. That's how it came up. Yeah, I was saying it like it was an obvious statement. There's definitely a... I get what you're saying, though. Five in a row, yeah. How much do you guys think is a fair price to pay to go to a comedy show? And now, you pay over $100 for a Chappelle or a Joe Rogan, right? If it's a local... Some local show, well-produced. 20, $20. bucks. $20, no more. I think more than 20 is a bit, maybe a bit aggressive. Just because I, I think about it like this, like, it's not like a movie. Like, you're going to, they expect you to drink as well. And you know what I mean? That's so 20 bucks. Again, if I think if you're bringing in a big name, then the, the ticket price goes up. Because I think it's only like, I think Joey Diaz is like $35. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, it's around that 20 to $30 range. And then it goes, your big theaters and stadiums. Are you so. talking about like, uh, admission like a night at your place or are you talking about like a comedian comes to town and puts on a show yeah that's a good question yeah if a comedian comes out and put on a show i'm sure you've paid up to 60 dollars and well depending plus. on the comedian wow. but plenty of shows comedians charge 20 dollars for their tickets yeah 20 to 30 dollars i think that's like yeah, sorry. I thought you were talking about like a night, like an amateur I think, hour. I, no, or can I also? You pay five dollars to go that. I think if like, uh, let's say Bill Burr was coming to town and he was going to play Absolute, but it was going to be one hundred and fifty bucks a ticket or three hundred bucks a ticket, I'd be more likely to pay. Well, that would be than to see him at like a theater, sin, uh, intimate. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like but I know th- uh, my guy. He doesn't think about that at all. He wants like a perfect formula of like the comics not too expensive. You know what I mean? The tickets the price is not too aggressive. He's not, he doesn't think about once a month bringing someone huge and charging as a, as a he just, that is not his business model. That's fair enough. I mean, whatever. I think most of them all like once you get into theaters, it's a whole different ballgame. Of course. Cause you do one show. It's for all the marbles. Whereas if you do a club, you're going to do a weekend. I mean, again, if you're big enough, you might do two theater shows. Oh, if if you sell out the week you post it, then I think that's always what they do. And I think a lot of times you'll see guys, first show sold out, and then days leading up to the show, there'll be giveaways and stuff like that. Like It's all a game. I think um, Luis Gomez just went across to England for the first time ever. Almost did two full shows. But I don't think they were at theaters of 3,000 people. They might have been a club the size of that club, you know. Dude, if, if you have enough of an audience where you can go abroad and sell out a comedy club, that I'd be pretty fucking amped on that. I think it's very amped. But then he showed the theater because he was opening for Michael Bisbing. And that was, you know, 2000, wow. 25. Yeah, he's also theater. from there, though. He's like a hometown wow. here. It's, it's just what great was for Michael him to go Bisbing there. doing? I think he just does the Brendan Shop thing. Oh, like tell it, stories. Listen, buddy. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. And he gets more of a draw than um, Louis J. Gobez. Yeah. And he was a world champion. And he's from there. I, think. I know, but like, okay, I guess. He's not a comedian. <laughs> well, he is now a podcast personality. Yep. Which sort of translate. And a UFC commentator like Joe. I mean, Louis was showing the footage, and it's just, if it was Louis by himself going to England, it would be 
cracking together these shows at pubs or whatever. He's not going to do big theaters, but there is some sort of. Were following. they doing like their podcast live or something? I think they might have. That might have been a, a, a part of it. That would have made more sense. But he opened for him, so he did, he does something. Okay, he's a, he's a big deal over there, and I think it's like the most money Lewis has ever made. Bisping just tries to sell you on his pyramid scheme. <laughs> Louis J. Gomez opens with some comedy, and then Bisping has a nice fucking... What's his pyramid scheme? It's a joke. Like, everyone has a pyramid scheme right now that they're trying to sell every... Whatever. I'd say that's the best thing to do is opening for someone. If you're if you're not an established comic, like, huge. Because then the you best. get to go traveling and stuff? You get to travel. You're going to get a lot of money. Like, it's, it's a grind. Well, I guess it depends on who you're working for, like... No, I, I think anyone who's a certain level, like it's. I also think anyone who's going to invite you, you're probably going to be pretty tight with, to begin with. They're like, right? Like, I don't think anyone's going to invite a comedian that they don't get along with to go on tour with. Them. There isn't enough of that here. Like, there's not enough big comedians touring that you could buddy buddy up with one and open for him, or like even I think most Americans, like Segura's playing here next week or something. I think. No, Tom Segura or in February. February too. He'll probably bring openers. He's not gonna fish out someone open for him here, but maybe will. Maybe. Well, he's already he's already started that tour, and he's he does have someone with him. Maybe Kreischer will open for him, and he has a photographer. He's he's gone the full. No, Bert's not coming. It was a joke. And uh, then she booked her comedy special at Joe's Club. That was amazing for her. Everything worked out for her. Everything's coming up. Yeah. Uh, Jessica, rated boys. I give it a four. A four. I just, I, I literally was like, I'm gonna fucking hate this episode. It flew by, and I was like, Hey, I, I like this chick. It was loose, yeah. What do you care? What I rated? I don't. I, just <clears throat> I didn't give it a five. Listen, a four for you is a six. A four for me, they get them sometimes. Okay. I haven't given out a four in a fucking long time. That's because no shows deserve fours. But if you just want to throw it around willy nilly and it's my fine, rating system, it's fine dickhead. By me. It's give, fine give it, give it, give it a one and a half, and let's move the fuck on. Kamar, what do you give I it? I give it a two. I give it a three and a half. Are you gonna, are you gonna berate him? It's a half, a point, a point five less than me. Um, it's not great, but it's under, it's under that four mark. This was give a, it a three nine nine. I'll be okay with. This that. is the podcast we've been asking for for two months. What's that? There was a little bit of oh, yeah. Talk this is what I'm talking about. A little about. bit of cancellation hey, talk, but this not isn't really. The podcast I've been asking for for months. Well, no, Don't but put just words stop in. talking about the same yeah. old topics over and I'm over. I'm with Kamar. Over that's why I got Joe. a four from me. Yeah, I know, refreshing. But it, that's ridiculous. Like no. now we're giving points because he was not yes. talking about. Yeah, we fucking do whatever you yes. want, man. It was a new guest. Okay, she's never been on. Fine. She was a comedian. They spoke about mostly new things. There wasn't a lot of repeat fucking bullshit on like the I next think Kamar's going out of his way because we're always on him about how he doesn't like women comedians. So he's I've like, had to defend that uh, false premise a million times. <laughs> and many times that the female false premise, comedians fake proved news. me correct. That fake news. Anyways, all right. Yeah, so we rated it. There you go. Boom. Well, this is the biggest surprise of the week for me is uh, 1716... Stephen Ranella, the goat of hunting TV. Yeah, like I, f I feel bad because he seems like such a just genuinely nice, uh, down to earth guy, but I just don't need this. I wish I wish he talked more about uh, hanging out with Kevin Costner and the gang <laughs> Yellowstone. No, I'm glad that didn't come up. That show stinks. He lives in Montana. 
Whoa, whoa, pump the brakes. Probably not even filmed in Montana because that oh, show fucking stinks. I bet the B-rolls filmed in Montana. They probably film it in fucking Idaho. What? That Me- show fucking stinks. Meat Eater? No. Yellowstone. Did you just watch it recently or something? No, I watched it when Kamara was raving about it. Yeah, it's a great show. Great no, show. that show is fucking about. trash. And, and he, he works in Montana. And I love it. Like, yeah, you know, Montana, you just get away from everything and it's cool. <laughs> Except this one guy printed up a bumper sticker. This is <laughs> Steve drives a Subaru. Like, even in rural Montana, there's some nerd making bumper stickers. There the are a lot of um, sightings in Montana. Maybe it's just Steve Ranella. No, I get the impression that even if he saw one, he would like convince himself it was a bear. Did you guys ever dip? I no. have dipped, yes. I it thought, is gross. I thought I was going to be a dipper when I was young. You thought you were going to be a dipper? And I, not even tea bags. Actual just... Oh, no, we used to just the skull. dip the skull. Oh, yeah. You've yeah. never dipped ever? It was too annoying to use the fucking... Little tea baggy thing, you know, and, and pussy. But um, I found myself too young, it's gross, and like smoking and dipping. And just oh my like god, buzzing with nicotine. <laughs> <laughs> if this much makes me feel like this, <laughs> only make me feel yeah. better. I remember the first time I smoked. It was, um, pine needles, red pine needles rolled up in toilet paper. Why would you smoke that? Because this was just, I don't know. Experimentation. That was the first thing I (laughs) They ran out of banana peels. (laughs) Imagine how fast that lights. It burnt my face immediately. I can imagine. The second you light it, it it just went. It ignites. I can't believe you didn't just stop then. For me, that would have been like. Then I like stole a cigarette from my dad. And then, you know, progressively I moved up. You didn't have to throw your dad on the bus there. I was stealing. I was stealing. I stole a cigarette from fucking cigarettes from IGA, but like car, by the carton. At the end of the night, when I changed the garbage, I just, it was before they knew kids stole. You know what I mean? And they put a lock on you everything. You work there? I worked. I not after two weeks of stealing cigarettes and Maqua bottles. Um, he talked about Mark Twain as inventing comedy, possibly, and that's what uh, you guys have still haven't watched Val, obviously. No. That's what he was devoting his life to. He had written a show where he acts as Mark Twain, and he was building it up to become like a Broadway show. And then maybe a biography film. Interesting. Then his voice went out and lost it all. It's interesting why his name is called Mark Twain. Maybe. Yeah, that was allegedly. He didn't get anything. But he was born the year Haley's Comet appeared. It was recorded and died the day after it came back. Are you which, serious? Which he said he was going to happen. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I looked it up. I mean, Ranella said it, and I looked it up. That is a very alien thing to happen. Super alien thing. Well, if you were dropped off here uh-huh. with Haley's Comet. Into then, a womb. And then picked up on your way back. That'd be the little prince. Did you ever see that? No. Before your time. You remember the little prince. The little prince. He had a net that would catch stars and find and planets. And fly around, yeah. The, the Petit Prince. It was actually a French, like Parisian French classic show, or book, I guess, to start, and then it became a cartoon. Le Petit Prince. Have you ever tried to catch a cat in a net? Oh, just like with your hands, like chasing a cat. Yeah, impossible, right? 
Well, it's not impossible. Well, it's, uh, Hold on. I think what he means is cat. if it's not your cat. Like, have you ever tried to catch a cat that's not yours? It's, it's, it's right, never going to happen. It's harder. And, and, and could you imagine if that cat wanted to attack you, getting away from that attack? Even a house cat. That'd be hard, right? Oh, I mean, I'd throw it across the room. And then every time I tried if, to if, get close to it was running at me, you, you wouldn't try to run away. You'd just, like, I'd kick it. take the claws a bit. That's how you'd handle it. I'd grab it. I'd throw it. And then if it tried to charge me again, I'd kick it. Could you imagine running, though, and a cat, like, jumping on your back? Throwing a cat is a lot harder than you think. Okay, you know what? I take that back. I grab it by its tail, and I smash it back and forth on the ground. Okay. And now, what if that cat's 250 pounds? Well, that's a problem. (laughs) Everything It's... Like, I just look at cats as, like, dangerous and I don't even able. think it has to be 250. Like, you were talking about a house cat. Just a 60-pound mountain lion. I think you're fucked. It's, you're in a lot of trouble, and you you wouldn't think of catching it or kicking it. You would think of running, and you would feel the claws rip into your back like a cold breeze as the blood started to trickle down. It's, I think I saw... That's mount- how Joe's going to go. I think I saw a mountain lion once. And um, I like saw it through my rear view mirror. So I'm not a thousand percent on what I saw, but I think it jumped one pounced the middle of the road, like a yellow lined road and then into the woods. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. They'll fuck you up. Um, I saw the video of the guy hacking the mountain lion to death with the machete and it's tough to watch. How big is the mountain lion? Uh, well, it's attacking his dog. Oh, but is so, it like a 200 pounder or is it like no, a 70? It's probably pounder? like 70 pounds. There's, I mean, it's like got his dog. If push came to shove, do you think you'd have to be in that position? What as well? kind of dog was it? Uh, it was like a, I'm not good with dog types. It looked like a golden retriever size. Like, what would you do if one got, if I have out? a machete? No, no machete. Do you throw your, do you go attack the, uh, yeah, I got yeah. Rock I have in to. Your hand or something. Wow, really? You go in for my buddy? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Jesus. I would do it for you too. Yeah, I mean that's different. I'm human. Would you do it? I know you do it for your dog. <laughs> You're you just like kind of equating my life. <laughs> if a mountain lion had Matt to Chico's jaws, yeah. No, my life is worth way more than whoa, Chico's. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, it is, whoa. but it's still his life is worth a lot to me. To yeah. where, yes, I would still. You'd run in there. Yes, I would no, tell you what, to save yourself. Two hundred pound mountain lion. I mean, listen, it's getting difficult, okay? Yeah, no, no. I, I'm just trying to gauge your love, Matt. <laughs> Would you save me from a 200-pound mountain yeah, lion? Yeah, I'm not turning away from you, that. Really? Yeah. So just at your peril, like we're both... I don't have kids. We're both dying? Yeah. You have a family. I got to at least try to get you out of there. No. I would say save yourself, boys. And you're going in? Oh. No, I'm being attacked. Yeah. And you're looking like, should I... And like say, Simon... Go. If it's oh. already like fangs in your neck and I'm like past the point of really being able to help, I, you know, split to second decisions need to be made there. But I think in general, like if you're still yelling for help, obviously I'm running towards you and not away. I mean, if it's a 70 Now pound, I'm worried about you being it, with me in the fucking no, woods. If it's a 70 pound mountain lion, I think I would, like you said, I think I would try and help you. I think I would also try and help my dog. But a 200-pound mountain lion, I think you're just like... Can I tell you right away? There's no way you're going to beat that thing. Like Joe, if I am ever anywhere near where I believe there to be mountain lions, I will have some sort of pocket knife on me. Oh, you should have a gun. gun. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I get that you should, but I don't have a gun. No, no, no. But if you're in a position where there are mountain lions, you should have a gun. Oh, you probably should, yeah. If you're in a position where there are bears or Bigfoot or anything, you should be carrying a gun. There's no doubt about it. Especially Bigfoot. I would think especially Bigfoot. Because I assume he tries to fuck your butt before he eats you. I'm telling you, Bigfoot's modus operandi. He doesn't want to knock you up to make evidence. Most of no, it's to demean you. Like you're not gonna go. You're not gonna go tell anyone now, are you? Many of the encounters I listen to, it, they're not nice. Well, yeah. they're, they're, everyone's looking for them. I'd be grumpy too. I don't think that many people are looking for them. I don't think there's a lot of like Sorry. organizations yeah. trying to give them excuse to be. No, there are some people for sure, but I think squatching.org. There are lots of people out there who are just like you know, trying to make money. I doubt there's a lot of like good research going on. At this point is when Renella said his life goal is to make it so you only have to hunt with the orange hat. Which I think is a Yeah, he does he's really a possible goal, but to like shoot for the stars. Um, I mean, as a hunter, I would want to not get shot by another hunter. Which happens just, all the time. I know. Like, I know. He has, he has so much anecdotal dirt. evidence, too. It's like, why not just cover yourself in fucking fluorescent orange? And, like, can you just take fucking shotgun blasts? That's a thing? Uh, it's, uh, there's, well, it depends how close you are, yeah. There's buckshot, and then there's duckshot. So it depends, depends how far away you are. Yeah. But right. he said the guy got shot twice for playing outside the rules and doing a mail gerbil call. Someone just shot the call. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was funny, like the rebel uh, calls. He also wants to restore the human predator to Yellowstone. And I was totally confused on how that changes everything. Well, he's saying that, like, in Yellowstone, there are too many deer, there are too many elk. Joe was, right, he was saying, I went to the place and I got a picture of it lying next to the pop machine. They become domesticated. So they put uh, wolves back in, which is great, but they're not, they don't kill enough of the deer or the elk or whatever. And they're saying, man has been killing animals in Yellowstone just as long, so they should be allowed to hunt too. Yeah, I understand that. But he wants to take out all the vending machines and all the infrastructure because it's a national park where you go to visit. He wants to take all that down and just make a hunter's paradise. Turn it back to wild. I think it's not a terrible idea. But the uh, government makes a lot of money off those Yellowstone National Parks and places like that. I that think they, they rely heavily on that money for conservation as well. I think that's kind of like the unspoken... Like, yeah, the tourism sucks for all of it, but it oh, also is what pays yeah. for... No, for, for sure. Like, if But let's keep in mind, they spend enough on the military, you're telling me you can't throw a bit at fucking parks? If there is some sort of... Uh, you know, I'm not even going to bother with you guys. How do you well, find out... What? Uh, it's just more Bigfoot stuff, Matt. You don't, you don't need to know. Go ahead, Kamar. How do you find out a deer has COVID? You test it. I, I know, but what... What prompts you to Everything's test it? Everything's going on. Like, well, we've got an extra swab here. Look, baby. Yeah, I, I just... It's weird. It's weird. Why would you test them? How would you find yeah, that out? That's a good question. What would... Yeah, why would you test them? It's a great question. And are they getting vaccinated? Or are they uh, pushing back? Um, Facebook went down for six hours. Yeah. And Was Joe, it longer than that? 
uh, well, Facebook, Instagram, and it was a whole day. It was um, coincidental too because there was a Facebook whistleblower. Well, who that was the post at the time was the day before ratted out Facebook. Yeah, the day before, like as if they were to go in and say they needed eight hours to delete everything. But I mean, a, what's crazier is Twitch. <coughs> well, that's independent. What of, about Twitch? Um, they got hacked in like the worst possible way. This guy released. Uh, he released all their source code. Uh, he released all their financial records, what they pay all of the biggest Twitch streamers. Uh, it has all their addresses, credit oh, cards. Dude, that thing you sent, did you watch that? Or did you just I only send, send that it to, to you. me? All about, um, what's his name? Steve will do it. Steve will do it. The champ. And how... <laughs> how he's a scammer to Can you please send that to him? No, he won't watch it. He doesn't care. I, okay. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. See, that's why yeah, I didn't send it to him. I don't want to bother him with that. You say he has to be stopped. Like he's a criminal. We have to do something about him. No, I'm, I was gonna. <laughs> wow, he gets so prickly. Um, no, <laughs> I was gonna say it's a whole new world of this virtual whatever, like ambiguity, sort of middle ground, not all, middle ground, gray area, new, and just new sources of income. Yep. Like, so new scams will arise. And it's, the raffle car. It's crazy. The raffle That's the car. one that seems like a scam to me. I don't know any raffle car. Or Wizza, the, no. Wizza, the company that owns. Oh, that just gives Rubat. away the show. They do these like, yeah, they were just, this was talking about the gambling site there. Yeah. Rubet. And how they're promoting the gambling site and, getting paid when people lose or incentivized to get people to play, which and I guess in the end gets people to lose because the house always wins, right? Like, and they make it seem like they're winning millions of dollars, but they might not be. That, that's the biggest scam, right? Yeah, it's them playing. Listen, we advertise for a gambling website, right? So I have no problem with you saying, listen, this company has come to me. I'm going to run their ad. I think it's another thing if we started a stream where they were giving us money and we were like, you know, Winning a bunch. I don't know. Again, if he, wasn't, if he wasn't 23 years old, I'd be like, yeah, maybe she has some better judgment, but what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> but what Joe was like, Facebook was down, and I bet you the world was so much happier for six hours or whatever. Yeah. What he I didn't realize is uh, it was Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. And Snapchat is a major, like, actual form of communication for a lot of the world. No, it's WhatsApp, not Snapchat. WhatsApp, sorry, my yeah. bad, my bad. Yeah, if you're outside of North America, WhatsApp is... It's like how people communicate yeah. like uh, in emergencies and, and, and that... In Europe, down. it's huge. And so they're just saying, this is why... Well, they should break them up. The Not regular... This is the thing, though. We never, spoke about, we never spoke about breaking them up. We only spoke about regulating them. I'm fine with breaking them up. Do it. Whatever that means. I, I'm not smart enough to know, but... Well, the difference is there's precedent, first of all, right? They, break, they used to break up monopolies all the time because of this. They didn't want... No, no one company should have that much power. So you break Facebook up into, again, they probably just shouldn't have let them buy Instagram. They shouldn't have let them buy WhatsApp. The government used to step in and go, no. Yeah, this they just had no idea those things were going to be as powerful it, now as they are. Sure. Because the government is terrible at predicting things, obviously. You don't need to predict. You just look at them and say, you're willing to pay a, a billion dollars for this? But they pay a billion dollars for things that flop, too. Like, that's the game, right? You're going to buy 20 companies, and one of them is going to be a fucking winner, and it's going to pay those 20 losses 20 times over or 10,000 times mm. over, you know? I'm telling you. I that's feel like they hit more than they miss. 
with the companies that they've spent a billion dollars. That's probably because they're fucking crooked. But in like the big scheme of things, if you're an investor and you're investing in companies, you're going to have to invest in a lot of companies before you hit that winner. Like most people don't just pick one and it, well, you're talking it's about venture right capitalists. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you're investing, you could pick five blue chip companies and make money. It's not like that. I, I no, get what you're saying, uh, though. If you want to hit the 100x, the 1,000x. That X, one that's going to become. Yes, the Uber. Yeah, I mean. The Uber. Yes, exactly. you're talking about venture capitalists who, who have like billions of dollars. That's exactly what Yes, I'm those guys, about. you're correct. I'm not talking about me. I get it. Yeah, they have a portfolio where 80% of it most likely fails. And, but the one will yes. pay them all yeah. off. Yeah, like yeah. you just need the one. Yeah. Anyways. I just think we, we look at it here. Like when it goes down, like, Oh, you're not going to get your likes or get to comment on thing, but it's actually is, is more of an AT&T or a well, communication it, provider in other places. It, it isn't that though. Right? Like it, it is that. No, I get it, but it's not, uh, you should, you shouldn't depend on it. It's, People do it because it's free, right? The yeah, but your argument is kind of flawed because left the bar. that's like being like you you shouldn't depend on the phone, like right? Because that's a down. company, right? Like Bell, Bell could, could yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's true. I always just assumed wrongly, landlines and stuff were like a public service. Yeah, but we know that to be obviously probably it not should the be. case. I, I think, think it was at some point and well, then we paid would have sold off the contracts to these companies. Cause it used to be Bell Canada. Well in Canada, Bell Canada, but that just, it might've been a crown corporation mean? at some point in Canada. We paid for them to lay the fiber optic. Yeah, we did. And, and then we rented back to them for pennies and, on and the dollar the and they high, rape us when it comes to our bills build yeah. country in the world when it comes to, uh, yeah, if you're American, if you're American, you need to look at our phone, our uh, our mobile plans. That's, It'll blow your fucking mind what we pay. That's what Joe should be complaining about if he wants to complain about Canada for something. It's our phone racket. <laughs> You're totally right. Remember he used to sell phone minutes as one of his major sponsors? Joe no, I did. don't remember that. It was like Orange or Go Me or something where he'd, they'd buy back minutes back when he was just... Just after this flashlight years. Um, and then he brought up his class example of Ari and the Puppies. Yep. I'm going to have to hear that. I mean, maybe it works. I would love to see somebody well, I'll tell else you, try it and see. I've been I know watching for a fact it guys works. in helicopters shoot hogs in Texas. And that's, and that's all I yep. get. Okay, Simon, I, mean, it, uh, I, I watched one. Sorry, I watched two videos the other day because I my shit's on autoplay. Mm-hmm. I watched the best somehow the best crashes at the Nuremberg track. So it auto played to like part two. And now there's like a whole dedicated section to Nuremberg and the crashes there and fast. Yeah, but it's not the only thing it's showing you. No, it's but, still showing you tons of other stuff. I'm sure. No. Yeah. But it's all just has to do with what I enjoy well, watching. Related. So it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's either soccer, football, video games, um, debate, bullshit, you see, I get all sorts of stuff. Like, listen, all I look for, I swear to you, is Bigfoot. That's the, I mean, you'll believe me. That's what I'm looking for. Are on you the YouTube. only one using that account? My account. I'm okay. the only one using it. And I, I still get tons of different shit that comes up. None of it that interests me at all. Weird. But that's not all Bigfoot videos that come back to me. Is this on your phone? No. He says disappointingly. Video iPad maybe. Well, because I'm just like, there's there's the home section where in my home section, it just gives me things that it thinks I want to watch or that I have watched. 
Then you can go down to news, gaming, and like that's where all the weird stuff comes in. But yeah, I don't know. Either whatever. way. I don't even, whatever. It doesn't matter. Sorry. I just don't know if that's like, it's so anecdotal, his Ari story, you know? It's his story. Well, you should try it, Simon. You have the full power to do this. It's his story, and I'm sure he said it to Steve Vanella before. I think he said point. it to every guest. Well, he says it to every guest, but Stephen knows been locked. This is just like. What do I have to do to try it? Just start a new account. Start only a new. Follow Bigfoot and see if it only suggests pre- Bigfoot. Precisely. And make sure that no other. And, and subscribe to your Bigfoot channels. Yeah. And like. Like and subscribe. Oh, is that. Did Ari do that? Well, that's how the algorithm works. This is 20 years ago when Ari did this as a reference point. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually interested. I'm curious. Wasn't it so impressive what uh, Joe's daughter did? Yeah, that's fucking brilliant. The elf? Fucking <laughs> the elf. No, she knew her mom was going to restrict her phone. She said, yeah, just a second. Turn on screen recording. It was like, here, do what you will. Looked at her, brought it back, replayed the screen recording of her mom punching in the past. I, mean, I wouldn't even know that existed. You know, it's fucking it's brilliant. It's James Bond level shit. And this is what I was talking about, the youth and the technology, like... Dude, I watched Figuring that out. I want to figure out. I want to dare so to fuck me out of my phone just so I can do that to make myself look like a dude. I watched a video the other day. This kid's taking an online exam, and the mom is like, "It's a TikTok video." She's like, "These fucking kids have figured it all out, and we're just out here dumb." She goes, "Show me again, Tyler," and he's like, "Okay." So he's it's a multiple choice thing, and he hits on Google. You can look at the code. It just like comes up on a sidebar. And when he pulls up the code, when he hovers over the wrong answers, they become red. And when he hovers over the correct answer, it becomes green because the source code's all there. So you can see false, false, false. So this kid literally aced his exam by simply looking at the Google source Even code. Even though it's cheating, I feel like he should pass for being so smart. I mean, oh, 100% smart. pass. <laughs> they, should just put him, they should just put him in some sort of computer program as opposed to like bothering with anything else because the kids... Like, uh, catch me if you can. But yeah, no, that's brilliant, man. I didn't even know you could do that. Well, I mean, we thought the uh, recording of the phone was brilliant. Who yeah. knows who knows what someone's doing? Sixteen-year-olds hacking up right now. I mean, Simon, you got to realize every time a video game comes out, the first day it's out, someone reads through all the code and ends up being like, "Oh, look what they have in the future!" Like, there's this hidden fucking thing here about it's nuts. On the back end, you mean? Because a lot of the stuff they have programmed in for the future, right? For future things that they want to implement. So someone can look in the code and they can go, this is all in the game now and all this other stuff in the code. You should, you should definitely watch Free Guy. Do you want a joint? I got one right here. I just want That's a, I just not want a joint. Talk. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a big haul. Uh, you should definitely watch Free Guy. That's <laughs> I what, will. It's all about that. Okay. At the end. Show me what you're smoking. Show everybody. Show the camera. The camera won't Are pick up on that. Are you trying to humiliate me or something? No, I want to give you a pass. real He's joint. He's joint shaming I you. I don't want a whole joint. Then that'll be a waste because... Once I touch it, it's useless, right? But then you can just put it out a little and you can keep it there and, you know, you'll just... Um, do you guys love your jeans? Do I love my jeans? Well, an jeans are an interesting thing, you know what I mean? Like, I've had a couple pair. They talked about the jeans that you buckle at the back. Yeah. I had a pair of those 20 years ago and I loved them. Buckle at the back. I don't know those. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. 
I, I understand in the way of clothing, it's tough to beat like a, a pair of jeans that just like fits perfectly. Ride or die. Like the yeah, yeah. I support. like that you're not supposed to wash them very often. That's the most convenient. <laughs> well, no, you have to, if you got to do though, you have to wash them quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. But then you're supposed to like, you know, let is your it, jeans really get flavorful. It's like a cast iron pan. There's a, exactly. You got to season them. There's yeah. a sweet spot. So you guys yeah. do love your jeans. I love my jeans. I Come do on. love my jeans too. I haven't had a pair of jeans though that I love. When, I have one pair that's... When you earn a hole in your jeans, you know, like not, you don't catch it on a doorknob. You don't pick it with it. You earn where, it. Where? That feels good. I have a pair of jeans that are probably 17 years old. 17 years old. 16 to 17. Wow. That's a long And I bought time. them at H&M, so they're not high quality. But You're the just... same size you were 17 years ago? Uh, they're big on me now. I, I wore bigger jeans. 17 years ago. Yeah, but that's back my in. style changed. No, but like you're... I know, but I, all my jeans are tight jeans now. I'm so fucking behind. <laughs> yeah, my waist hasn't changed. Yeah, baggy jeans are back in. Eh? I see people... Uh, like crazy baggy too. Yeah, like crazy. early 90s, like raver baggy. It's fucking nuts. Especially skaters. Bags. It's bananas. And they're so hard to skate in. I just... You know what the funniest part is, Kamar, is I was watching Mike Carroll talk about... Someone asked him, they were like, how did the uh, flood pants become a thing? And he was like, honestly, no one had more than like one or two pairs of jeans. And it was just that you cut them too high. And so like you just had to rock them that way. And he's like, and then people saw us in the skateboard mags and just thought that was the fucking it style. It wasn't a technical thing because the kids no, were getting was, caught up in the No, he was like, dude, it was just because we were broke kids and like ended up just, we ended up in magazines and people thought that was the shit. Style's hilarious. Well, like you that. had to know because skateboarding. Did you ever wear flood jeans? Yeah, no. I did for the exact reason that I'd cut them too short. I, I definitely had some like by accident. Are you old enough to like when they used to make the jeans tighter, like tapered? Yes, they used to use that, safety well, that's pins. So tight to, when I was when I was in grade nine, oh. tight pants were the go. So for yeah, older kids, if you could like you wanted to have the tightest pant possible down here, gotcha. so people would like Taper. do this mm-hmm. and then. They'd have a million safety pins that ran all down the Weird. back. And now they're just it tight was, jeans. It was a crazy style, man. Huh. But it's back. Well, it came back. Well, it's kind of punk at some point. It but came this back was like everybody was, was yeah. doing it. It was weird. Like the preppies were doing but it. But I was, huh. I, was, I was baggy jeans at that time. Well, that was well before baggy jeans. No, I was in grade nine. All the kids wore that. And, I, and the kids I knew were all wearing baggy jeans. So I wore baggy jeans. There were baggy jeans that you'd buy jeans, cut down the seam, add more material. So this got ridiculous. Well, those were like the hippie baggy jeans. Or hip hop baggy jeans. I mean, no, I dude, I remember jeans. going to no. Value. I remember going to Value Village and just buying like size 36 pants, thinking like that was the shit. Just yeah. swimming in them. I would go to like On Eck and buy like. Oh, I never bought actual skate jeans. Whatever. Fuck that. Fresh yeah. giant. I never no, could afford those things. That was way too, yeah, way too much. I, we I didn't all live on Clemos. <laughs> I, I thought they, they weren't that much. Uh, drawers were a lot. Um, they drawers, drawers was oh, the I, shit. I forgot drawers. Drawers was they the, had the shit. little D above the yeah. uh, drawers. Oh jeans, no, man, and it's blind, all about jeans. Blind jeans. Do you know the drawers? If you have like <coughs> vintage drawer shit, it's worth a ton on eBay. Anything vintage is ton. Well, the Levi's thing—that's such a cool story, man. So their factory burns down, so they have no. No vault. No vault of stock. And that's why dead stock of Levi's is so 
sought after. I wonder if someone did that on purpose. But going into the mines to find the yeah, old jeans, that is crazy, man. Or just knowing that people use jeans to hold houses together. Yeah. <laughs> like you see it once, you see it twice. I'm not even a super sneaker guy, but I would love to see that Nike vault. Of course. You're sneaking you? Oh, of the old shoes? Well, no, they have the vault. They have, apparently they have pretty much, other than the first one ever, that's Shoeseum owns it, um, which is a crazy story. Dude, um, is it Phil Knight? Is that the guy? No, it's, uh, anyway, the guy that, one of the, the guy that first designed a Nike, he used to bury them in his backyard in Oregon. And a guy was doing work, like why landscape. Would ba- why would he bury them? I don't know. He was a fucking weird dude. Okay. Anyway, he buries this pair of shoes. They believe it's the first pair of Nikes ever. A landscaper digs it up a couple of years ago, like 10 years ago, sold it for a million dollars. I hate those stories. Do you? Well, I'm stoked. It's just like the world's crazy. Miracles happen, but it's never me. You know yeah, I, I guess. Mean? Yeah. Um, the biggest nerd That's point. That's you know it's the Matrix, Kamar. The biggest nerd point was they were talking about like the greatest elk caller of all time. Ugh. Like they were talking about like he was the greatest sniper of all time. Like being in the same room with him was a plan, was a pleasure because he did a good elk call. And I was like, I just don't think that that's that, that's that, that the, cool. That's his thing, man. They're hunters. So what do you love? Nothing. I guess it would be uh, a stand-up comedian. Yeah, so you would watch some shitty stand-up comedian. You would watch, like, I just. Versus an elk call. So no, like, other things. You would, ju- you would go watch an amateur night of comedy. Yes. Yeah, but he wouldn't look at them like he'd just seen Dave Chappelle. Okay, well, what if you saw, like, the best prop comic of all time? Carrot you don't to- love Carrot top I, Again, <laughs> this is stupid. The elk call is one specific thing. The prop comic is 45 minutes of jokes. I, 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 just, oh, I think Kamar's point, though, Simon, is that although it is a small part of hunting, um, you haven't killed the animal. Like, just being able to draw them in with the a call. The reverence which they spoke of these elk callers yes. was just a bit like, really? <laughs> really? It's that amazing? Well, and even then when he's like... It's like my, Michael Jordan. Even then when he's like, my plan is to cut down this tree and make 10,000 outcallers with And Joe's like, oh, that's awesome, man. He's like, like oh. Picasso. Yeah. Oh, man. I heard the best person talk about Picasso, talking about how artists, it takes a while to get good. You know, like there was a time when Picasso drew a picture like, look at this picture. The nose looks like a nose. I'm the worst. Yeah. Like, before I got it, is uh, abstract... Uh, then there was a lot of, oh, responsibility of the CEO. He does not know cubism. who Dave. I think it was cubism. Cubism. He does not know who Dave Portnoy is, eh? Who, Ranella or? Joe no. Rogan. Because he was saying. Joe Rogan definitely about, knows who Dave Portnoy was, is. But they were saying how CEOs have to talk a certain way. Uh, I see what you're saying. a certain way. Like, they said, if you're a CEO, you resigned to this new life. But Dave Portnoy is like breaking all the rules. I don't know if he's still CEO. Okay. He sits on the board. Well, that would change know. everything, but. He he was like, he's exciting. Being a, a CEO of a company compared to like, if you look at the CEO of uh, YouTube or yeah, most most of them like he was. Well, I think that's what Joe was saying. Person. Was by and large, most CEOs have to act a certain way. I mean, Barstool's a little but bit. Looking different. at would Barstool's, that, maybe they don't. Would that have been a good place for Joe to land? 
At Barstool? Yeah, instead of Spotify. No, he knows nothing about fucking sports. Does it matter? Well, no, but he could go under the UFC wing, but no. No, no, but you're, I thought they were just doing all sorts of podcasts now, no? They do lots of podcasts. But, oh, Simon, you're, network. you're forgetting, though, that I'm pretty sure Penn Gaming bought Barstool for like half a billion dollars. So that, that's like, a, a, they gave Joe like 20% of that. You know what I mean? I just don't know that Barstool, Penn Gaming has the money. But Maybe I, way back 12 years ago or... Yeah, when he was small time. Eight years yeah. ago, they had stepped up, but I don't even... They were into oh, the they podcast weren't, game. They weren't even big then. It's crazy. If you go back and look at Dave, Fat Dave... It's awesome. It's, all, was, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's a, a really rags to riches story. Like, uh, there's, there's, it's, it's evident what he did. He just kept doing it. Uh, then there was a lot of production talk that I sort of felt tied down, talk about management and leadership and cameras and... Oh, can uh, we talk about the girl backing up? Oh, like, yeah. Sorry. Well, no, well, I just... We, we, that's the problem with the, the green room policy. Well, I, I just said it so I could remember. That's all. But we'll, we'll just... I just want to... Let them know. Rip them off. They quickly spoke about the girl rear-ending the guy in the Lambo. <laughs> with emphatic evidence that she was guilty. Well, keep in mind, I think we all did, right? Like, I thought so first, too. And I, when I saw the video, I, too, was like, wow, this dumb broad. Like, where does she get off? However, like we've realized with the internet, there is two sides to every story. And if you care to go look, there is a different angle where before the Lamborghini turns left at the intersection, he backs into her Audi at the intersection. So the internet is a very, I believe. The first one, though, is totally, it looks like Chinese fingers showing the, yeah. the nails. Hey, I'm, I'm not racist yeah. or whatever. But the, that's the initial, this is the evidence we're looking at. Yeah. It's a little thumb or finger, I don't know, yeah. swiping. Mm-hmm. And it starts, the Lambo has executed the left. Yeah, and is stopped. And then she has rear-ended it. And you brought to our attention that there is more. Mm-hmm. Which I then saw, which uh, the pedestrian, or I think it might have been someone in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. going across, which made him back into her and it definitely looks like he backs into her and she looks crazy in the original one because she goes don't you remember yeah and me knowing what i knew yeah. go no <laughs> you crazy yeah but so does that like the no for real eyes <laughs> like i'm not like don't, don't you remember just what happened and then that she was right yeah i mean had she been calmer it probably would have And a little less racist, that probably would have been. Well, had he just said, yeah, I'm sorry, I backed into you. But like I said earlier, she was he was probably fleeing the scene, and she was trying to stop him at that point, so. Well, I assume he already knew that it's a $5,000 fucking bumper. I think if the police uh, get that full tape. Well, maybe it wasn't his Lambo. Oh, that too, yeah. Or maybe he didn't feel the... Because you could just into someone and think you're like good but you've actually focused their plastic or whatever it is how do you not know you've made contact with another car because i've never driven a lambo before hold on those lambos k you are like so low to the ground and i don't think there's like a ton between you you know what i'm saying they're not huge cars whatever part of the lambo crunched her car might have just been steel or whatever. I think or, you would feel any sort of bump in well, that you, thing. You feel it, but you're not like... Have you ever hit someone, but you, you go back and you didn't hit them? I've backed into a... I think you a, always I, hit them. You, you hit them, but it's like they just connect. Where there's a collision where your head hits and just crunched everything. 
There's both, correct? I'll put it to you this there, way. Yes. Okay. And maybe he thought he just nudged her. Okay. Everything's fine. I think if you just nudge somebody in your Lambo, you would get out and check. Oh, I don't know about that. No? Okay. I, no, I think that's the right thing to do. I don't know if you do that. Especially if you're catching the uh, green on the left. I mean, okay. I, I don't know, man. Whatever. He didn't know he was going to come in the corner I don't and be think stopped. He didn't just touch her, though. He, like, oh, obviously... He caused damage. Caused damage, yeah. To his own car. But maybe Either the way. sound of the engines, I don't know. I think the point is, and I've hammered this home a few times, just because you see a video on the internet, it absolutely doesn't fucking make it so. There's often no context. One person can look batshit crazy, and two days later, you can realize... You don't know to you. Wow, know. I was just shitting on someone on the internet, and I'm totally wrong. So you should always reserve judgment until you have... At least more of the facts. Or just be willing to eat shit, I guess. No one eats crow anymore, Simon. That ain't a thing. Well, I'll be the first to say that I thought she was... I thought she was batshit crazy. I felt, I, yeah. And keep in mind, I guess it doesn't even mean that she's not crazy. No, because she probably didn't handle the situation great. Yeah. But either way... Anyway, sorry, Kamar. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just had to bring that up because, again, I thought Joe might have seen the other video, but... I, after a while, I was like, oh, my God, he's only seen the one. Now, I'm taking a risk here. Yep. Because they did some Trump talk. Go nuts. A conspiracy-minded person mm-hmm. would think that Trump is the worst person and that he used his presidency to enrich himself. Yeah. His main goal. I, would, okay. I could agree with both of those statements. But he just like got dropped out of the top list of billionaires. Mm-hmm. He's also a terrible businessman. And he's losing money. On his okay. hotels. So okay. he might just be an idiot and not a um, opportunist like... Uh, did you hear about the uh, president of Turkey? No. Who like in the middle of aid, bought $100 million in houses. Oh, yeah. No, I did see that, yeah. Uh, accountant from Saskatchewan. While his country's receiving COVID aid. Like, it's just the audacity. And yet we Trump gave has them- lost money. Or it seems. Maybe there's a hidden bank account. But maybe he was just an asshole, but not that bad a person. I mean, just because he's losing money doesn't mean he didn't find. I believe, like, listen, COVID, if you own hotels, COVID was terrible for you regardless, right? So that's a tough time to make it through as a a large stakeholder in hotels and real estate. I think July 6th, August 6th. January 6th. Was that what it was? It was January? Whatever the, the siege on the Capitol there, whatever you want to call it. Um, that did him in, in every which way. Cause then people who might've even supported him, like after the fact, they were all had a reason to abandon ship. You That's know? why I fear though. I think he's going to run again. Oh, he's totally running and again. Probably going to win. So he's already has a 50, it's gonna be horrible. he has a 54% vote amongst the Republicans already. So. I just thought he'd be uh, worth $20 billion. Like, hey, lucky, if he, lucky, lucky break. If he wins again, that will... It's going to be bad times. Man. It'll Can really I also, uh, fuck up the United States. I'd like to say that I don't think Trump is any different from anyone before or after him in the way that I think a lot of people become president to help enrich themselves. I know, but I think the good ones do it. Fair enough. Like, I, I, I think he... Maybe his public perception well, is right. I think he now, just miscalculated. Something like that. Um, but if you say he's going to win again, like if it, that actually happens, uh, then... I, I fear he wins again because of the reaction. He'll win again. But uh, yeah, we'll see. The question to ask Who's he going to run against? 
is would he do this for free? Would Joe do this for free? You know, he's all like, it's just, I'm just doing it. I'm just, I'm just doing this because I, I like it. No, he wouldn't do it for free. No, no fucking of way. course not. We know he, based on the he, ads. He did it. He paid for it for, we don't know. That'd be an interesting stat to know when he made the switch over from, obviously the second he got a studio, he started to, he had the computers, the mics, I'm sure, like the minimal investment. But once he had it renting spaces and stuff, when did he go from the red to the black? Is that how it works? Red is when you're losing money. Red is when you're losing money. How long it lasted? And then he did not, he would not back then going, we keep this right, well, man. Hold on. I can tell you. Wait, wait I was just going to say, show. I can tell you from this podcast that he was never, in, if, there's no way he was ever in the red. It's almost impossible. Well, he was doing ads in the beginning. It doesn't matter. He, well, again, he wasn't uh, making any hold money on. for the podcast. There's always an initial investment. But past that, and he's rich, so like he was doing well, you know, he had fear factor money. Yeah, but if you just, it, but I'm just saying, once you make the initial investment, there is no more investment the, past uh, that. The penis thing, flashlight. Yeah, when, that's when he's making. I money, can't remember I if he went from flashlight or coconut water, and he is afforded whatever growth he needs because of comedy, because UFC. Uh, if he didn't have those, somehow it worked out this way. I don't think he'd be making a lot of money, even at the Fleshlight Coconut Water Point. I think the cash app was when it like went very corporate. Well, I can agree with that, but the I definitely real and stuff. I definitely think you're underestimating. He used to do a lot of ads. Yeah, I get it, but I'm I, I'm also saying I think you're underestimating how big the audience was. Maybe once he hit like episode 100. What do you think Fleshlight... I don't think anyone knew a podcast where he hit that contract was. I have no idea. Only they got paid in Fleshlights? Give no, 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 promotion, no, 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 no. Promotional materials. I know, I'm just joking. I almost guarantee they gave him... Um, Shares in the company? No, I was going to say a cut off every sale. Right? Like if you use his code, that might... I don't know. Like how much was would uh, Sherry's Berries be paying Bill Burr? Well, again, that's the one he lost. You know yeah, what I mean? I can tell you though. It's and like, Sherry's berries. He's way bigger than Joe was at a hundred episodes. He probably has a thirty dollars CPM, and they probably pay him. I don't know, three grand an episode. And that's why it doesn't matter because he's like a billionaire. I mean, Bill Burr makes a lot of fucking money. That guy's way richer than anyone. So no, he would not about. do it if it was for free. How much do you think Bill Burr is worth? Uh, forty-five million dollars. Eighteen million. How much did you say, Matt? Forty-five. Yeah, I think he's worth like thirty million. Oh, Bill. nestled right in the middle, eh, Simon? I didn't even listen to what Kamara I said. Said eighteen. He is worth. What's going on here? Well, uh, um, moving on. I 12, think twelve. Twelve million. Yeah, hmm. that's better. Who, Eight, got, 18, who got that? I said eighteen million Canadian, which is twelve million. Then <laughs> that'd be eleven point eight. Um, I think he, I think he should have sued uh, CNN. Why? Because Sue they said he took horse tranquilizer. Like it's 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 enough. That's not he, defamation of character. No, it's libel. But it's not libel no, or slander. It's slander. It is. If you say something's not true on the news, it has to hurt your business. He has to. He would have no, to. No, it just has to not be true. If you, like that. That kid at yeah, you have to sue uh, for, the mall. Kamara, you have to hurt his business. Kamara, you have to sue for damages. 
You understand that, right? You think he should have done you, like you can uh, sue for a retraction. You think he should have done like a Hulk Hogan Gawker type of scenario to set the precedent? Like full, is that? Full, full disclosure? No, I don't think that's far. But just just to but like Kamara, call them out. My point is just like I think calling them out on his show as often as he does is better than paying. Yeah, that's way the more amount of money. I think he should have said nothing and sued them. Dude, you know how much that that lawsuit would cost him? No, but that's what I think he should have done. It would cost him more than he'd be willing to spend. I would assume. I'm sure Joe weighed his uh, options and went about the one. That yeah, I don't think sense. I'm thinking something smart that he didn't think of. No, no, I just mean he is. Joe must I have think assume, I a wish very expensive himself. lawyer, and I'm sure he ran it by his lawyer. Like, do I have a good case here? Could I win it? How much is this going to cost I me? I think Joe just doesn't want to like be pulled down to that. You know. Mm-hmm. Except he mentions it every episode. That's that's, why that's said, him getting back at them, and that's the best way to do that. Like, what does Luis J. Gomez always say, Kamar? Like, use your podcast Platform. to fucking voice. I wish be your voice. Uh, what do you think uh, the date is that Facebook launched? Um, June twelfth, two thousand six. I was gonna say two thousand and four. February 4th, 2004. Wow. There you go. Three days before my birthday. Did you guys remember the first, like, month? You were out in public, and everyone, it felt like everyone at every table at a patio and everyone was talking. That wasn't until 2006. Facebook. Oh, uh, no, so before it launched, maybe on Harvard. That's what I'm saying, It went around for six months or whatever. But whenever it hit, there was a a six-week period where it seemed like every single person was either talking about it or asking what it was or saying it was yeah, stupid. I never did it. I remember I was living in New York at the time and I hated, I was like, I started a MySpace that I didn't want and I hated it. And I was getting a million Facebook invitations and I was like, this is fucking stupid. And then I just broke. Cause did you like it? Come here. Yeah. I thought it was great. Reconnecting stuff. Didn't even think about terms and conditions, all this manipulation stuff down the road. It for me, it was unreal and like having your own website, so it seemed convenient. And if I had any sort of skills or smarts, I'd be a millionaire by now. You know, like people start Facebook two years ago for the first time and have a business. Like it was an opportunity, but I never saw it for what it was. Like mm-hmm. you saw it as an for, inconvenience. No, I saw it as a way to like hook up with girls or like see what someone looked like that you went to high school with. That would never amount to anything but a convenience as was, you didn't have to have an address book or whatever anymore. Not at all considering, you know, there's got to be a cost for this. I remember you never did it. I never did it, but that was just, it wasn't because I didn't want to fucking give the info to Facebook. But I remember it was popular and then news was like, this Facebook phenomenon may last two more weeks who knows where it's going and what is it you know what i mean and now all news starts with their social media tags before going like it's never saw that coming and if i had i'm sure i'd be a wealthier man today yeah well of course if you can predict the future obviously wealth is easy to come by i think that's a pretty obvious statement no like if you had any however apple and you too did not predict when they mandated their album on the iPhone, the reaction of the public. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Well, I was very upset. No, everyone was upset. Mostly because people don't like U2. But even if you like U2, you're like, uh, no, 
I choose. You know what it was? I love though? the I love the irony, sorry. I love the irony of like slave children make this device and they are tracking my every move with this device, but how dare you put 10 U2 songs on here was, that I didn't agree to? Well, this is it. The, I was going to say that was like the moment I kind of realized, "Oh shit." My priorities are I don't are control <laughs> any of this. No, you know what I mean? I'm not, I always thought I'm not my phone was me. Like, it was my shit, you know? And then that at that moment, I was like, oh, they can just put whatever they want on my phone. What's really crazy now is if you go through the app store, looking at each app and what it does as far as tracking you, because now Apple lists it all. Okay. It's fucking nuts. Anything that's free, the list is like, absolutely like staggering. Like why Angry Birds needs to know where I'm going. Location. It wants your location. It eh? wants to know when I'm playing it and where I imagine. Are you playing that's, Angry Birds? No. I'm, I made it up. I'm saying like any game you're playing, it's they like, want to know, oh, he's playing it at four o'clock on the subway. I don't think they're like, oh, follow him in case we have to kill him in a fucking zombie apocalypse. It's like ring doorbells. You know what I mean? You think in your head, you're like, I can just see whoever's at my door whenever and no big deal. And you think you're like, I'm just buying this doorbell. And in reality, they're they're like, yeah, you're buying a doorbell and we're collecting yeah. literal street views of pretty much three quarters Meanwhile, of the U.S. it's solving like some murders and... Yeah, which is good. Oh, speaking of solving murders. Oh, are you going to... We're doing a post, Joe? Yeah, we're here. Um, we have Patreon. No, it's just a squid game, though. What, I have no time all. for anything else. No, you're fine. Stop it. Let me finish. We can get out of here. Jesus Christ. If you two put $5,000 in your bank account, we'd say, get this the fuck out of here. Would you like, well, I guess they're giving back to the feds. Um, of course, I would be very happy if YouTube gave me five grand. But not Do I have to have their 10 songs on my iPod then? Your iPhone now. Is that the deal? That's so weird. It was an if you two just... gives you 10 grand? Five. Five grand. And yeah. all you have to do is listen to their songs? You don't have to listen. They just have to be on your device. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. There it Why is. Why would they do that, though? <laughs> of course they wouldn't. I'm never this is Kamar's hypothetical. It's a million dollars for a year in jail, but it's five grand to listen to 10 songs on YouTube. Mean, that, yeah, that doesn't add up. <laughs> in the name. You say this is the best Ronella one ever? No, I was kind of just being facetious. No, no, no. He because... said this is the best one of the week. I was being facetious because this week was like... Not great. I didn't love it. But it was pretty good. I, I gave it a three and a half. I thought this, this episode was not the best. Of the I thought week. this it one was, was repetitive. <laughs> At the very end, you know, when they sort of quark on about why things are successful or whatever, they just be listening like... <laughs> There's some guy on a treadmill right now loving the shit out of this conversation. <laughs> Like, I don't think there is. <laughs> I really don't think there is. Oh, this is so, maybe with Bert. Bert Goggins, like, for sure. Rinaldo or whatever, but. Why don't you think there is? You think everybody. Because I don't think the episode Rogan? was that great. And, but he said, someone's loving the shit out of this. On a oh, I see. <laughs> I see. This episode. Yeah. There's ones that I love the shit out of and someone on treadmill would love the shit out of, but I, I don't know if this I guess if you're a Rinaldo fan, one. this is like. A, if you're a Rinaldo fan, yeah. I mean. We've warmed to him more so the in the past how we were. Yeah. Uh, listen, again, I wouldn't mind if the hunters came on at all if Joe asked the right questions. You want Bigfoot questions. You got it, my friend. Yeah, Rated. we know. Rated. We know. Got it. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a three. 
uh, due to the no Bigfoot talk. I'll give it a two. Kamar? I give it a three and a half. All right, guys, that's an episode. Have a great week. We'll see. No, I'm kidding. Um, That's it then. That's the show. Join the Patreon. It's going to be a lit conversation next. We're doing the Squid Game, but Simon didn't watch it, so it should be really good. Um, We have some socials if you want to. Are we? Come on. You did watch it. You had me on. I love you, Simon. No, I said. Lie, just I lie, didn't even just know lie. we weren't we're supposed to watch it, but I got a whole bunch of stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa. We have some socials. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, it's at JREE Podcast. Uh, you can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Babar. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Floydy, F L O I D with five E's. Um, there's a Reddit or a subreddit, excuse me. It's r slash J R E E podcast if you want to join in the conversation. Um, there's a YouTube where you're probably not going to get a video until I can figure out what the fuck's going on with my computer. But you should still subscribe on our quest to a thousand. It's uh, youtube.com slash J R E E podcast. And then, of course, uh, the Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as $5 a month. Head over to patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast for that $5 a month. You will get the post show. It's the show after the show where we shoot the shit. And you'll also get the backlog of old episodes of This One Age Well, the show where we went back. We listen to old episodes and we do what we do here. You guys have anything to say in closing? Simon, you obviously want more Bigfoot and you're still pissed about lack of alien guys. I mean, this whole fucking show has fallen apart, man. Our show or his show? I mean, we do the same thing we always do. He's... We go where he takes us. Okay. Mar, anything in closing? He's the car in this Join the Patreon. It's going to be lit. We fire. Okay. Um, That's it. Thank you guys so much uh, for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, we hope you stay safe. We hope you have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. And as usual, happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Boom. Keep your eyes open.